What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Hard Count, my favorite part of every Tuesday, CJ. I don't know about you. I'm sure it is. And I'm sure, CJ, it's the favorite part of everybody else's Tuesday as well because they get to listen to two, let me tell you, not only wonderful-looking men, but very smart as well. They were the full package, some would say. Yeah, I think a lot would say. And, uh, <laughs> you know, great to be on with you, bro. Crazy weekend. Crazy weekend, man. It's NFL is just... It's one of the best. One of the best. I mean, you can't script it any better. How how this uh, how this weekend went. So uh, glad to talk about it with my guy. Yes, sir, CJ. I'm always happy to talk about anything with the NFL with my brother. We've been doing it for 18 weeks, and it flew right by. Can't believe the regular season's over already. And speaking of the regular season, CJ, actually, no. Before I get into that, CJ, how are you doing? Yeah, all make is sure well. my guy's good. All is well, brother. All is well, man. Uh, like I said, you know, working right now and, you know, it's crazy time still, but, you know, we're making that work. How about gotcha. you, man? How's it? Oh, uh, you know, we're living the dream. It's a little more, uh, <laughs> a little more active around here in the Conover household. My brother is, uh, home for a little bit because he's, you know, does some military stuff. So he's on orders right now, whatever that means. No idea. So, you know, got some entertainment going on in the house, uh, having a little fun there, you know, streaming all the time. I'm about to go back to class next week. I want to cry a little bit. Sad. A little, little tear might fall because, you know, I'm having a grand old time being able to wake up at 1 in the afternoon. But uh, other than that, listen, it's playoff season, CJ. How could you not have fun? Yeah, it's uh, it's great to hear that, by the way. And it's playoff time, is it's uh, it flew by. The season flew by so fast. I just felt like. It's our first season together doing doing the hard count, and it, like I said, the season just just flew by. So, uh, first one in the books. Looking forward to many more. You know, CJ, I couldn't agree with you more, brother. And with that being said, you know, CJ, we're gonna get right into it, and we're gonna start to show off a little differently than we usually do. We're gonna hand out some awards, people, because you know, at the end of the season, it's not just about the playoffs; it's all about the awards as well. And CJ, I say we run right down the list, and I think we start with everybody. Or do you want to give the MVP out last and really build up the suspense? Yeah, let's go MVP last. MVP yeah. last? Okay. CJ, give me your coach of the year. I'm going with Mike Vrabel from the Tennessee okay. Titans. Uh, I picked him in the in the midseason awards that we did during the season. And just, just look at what he's done. A.J. Brown's been out. Julio Jones has been out, and of course, you know, Derrick Henry being out for for two months, and they've just been able to continue to win games. They've had some some stiff competition. They've had some L's here and there, you know, lost to New England. I think a loss to the Saints as well, but, you know, they've been able to get the first seed in the AFC. I feel like a lot of people did not expect that. People, of course, think that Kansas City was going to be that team that to, to to get the first seed, and I just think they've Rabel's done a great job coaching these guys up. Offensive line has played a lot better, uh, especially since after last year. And, you know, they, whoever they put at running back at the running back position has seemed to have some type of production. So you definitely didn't miss a step with Henry being out. And, I, and again, you know, he's he's done a phenomenal job. And I think he's he's clearly rejuvenized Tannehill's career. I mean, I know it's been a few years already since he's been with the Titans, but it looked like he was going to be just a, just a backup, you know, after the Miami days and him and Adam Gase and that not working out. And he goes to Tennessee, gets an opportunity after Mariota, 
loses loses his opportunity and makes the most of it. And I think, you know, you got to give Rayburn a lot of credit for that. He's definitely coached him up well. And I, I don't see anybody else. I mean, you could go LaFleur, of course. I mean, he's... We already got Matt in the comments saying LaFleur. <laughs> yeah, first, first seed three years in a row, uh, two years in a row with uh, with the Green Bay Packers, of course. You know, that's always going to be a... He's always going to be in the discussion. But I, I, I just feel like people are going to knock him because he's with Rodgers and you know that's exactly Rogers. what Perry just said in the color cast as well <laughs> said unfortunately won't win in my opinion with Rodgers job isn't too hard yeah and that, and unfortunately that's that's the thing I mean but you got to give him a lot of credit too because you know he 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 turned around he, he definitely made Aaron Jones uh really a, a staple in, in this league you know he really didn't have that type of production when Mike McCarthy was there and I think with his scheme and the way he you know, calls plays. He's done a phenomenal job in Green Bay, but I just, I just think you got to give it to Vrabel, man. He's, he's done an excellent job this season. They're underrated. They don't have a superstar quarterback in the AFC like we've seen with a lot of these other teams in the league. They don't have an MVP candidate. You know, they kind of just do things their way. They know their identity. They know how they want to win games, and they've produced. I think a lot of people thought the Colts would make the step over them this year and we we, <laughs> we saw what happened with that and we'll get into that in a little bit but i just think the consistency and how well he's got these guys coached up you got to go with Vrabel. um if i'm giving one out myself i go with zach taylor i think it's just a more impressive thing and i look at it in the way of if you, i told you at the beginning of the year the titans won their division they were the one seed I don't think that you're the most shocked person on the planet. Now, I will give you absolutely 100%. You cannot disagree with the fact that the, that you lost Derrick Henry, who arguably could have been the league MVP if he doesn't get hurt. I mean, I think he ended the year eighth in rushing. He had about like 967 yards. He missed like two, basically three months of the season. So what he was doing was absolutely incredible. Um, so... I would give it to Zach Taylor. I mean, I think a lot of people had them finishing last in that division. Um, you might have, you know, had the Steelers or, or or them. I definitely had the Bengals last. I thought the Steelers would, you know, not be very good, but I didn't think they were a last-place team. And everybody thought it was between the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, obviously, the injury bug hit the Ravens. Uh, the Browns just underachieved, and Baker Mayfield was literally the guy from uh, – what's his name? SpongeBob, this guy from SpongeBob, you know, every day I wake up, I get out of bed and I break my legs. That's what uh, Baker Mayfield was at the end of the year. He was in a cast, basically. So you look at Zach Taylor taking a team that didn't do much last year to winning their division. He didn't just sneak into the playoffs. He's not a, like, that's what it is for me. He's not some wild card, seven wild card team. They won the division. That is, so that's just makes it very impressive to me. Uh, I also do agree, you know, we got some people in the comments here as well. Um, look at the improvement with the team nobody thought would win. That's for uh, Zach Taylor, of course. Uh, Vrabel doing what he did without Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio most of the year is insane too. That is an argument you can make for, Brave, uh, for Vrabel as well. Very, very impressive. But for me, Zach Taylor just did a lot. And CJ, I want to throw another guy out that I've said a couple times who I know is not going to win the award, but I would like to get some appreciation for and it's Nick Sirianni um he came into this year new coach you know after the press conference he's he's talking about some crazy things everybody's making jokes about him even halfway through the year you know he's talking about planting you know 
plants and the roots will grow and we're going to spread. And he sounded insane. You know what the funniest part is? After that, they went on a tear, by the way. They, they became one of the better teams in the league. Uh, they figured out their offense. Basically a rookie quarterback because I think Hurts played, what, three, four games last year? So yep. it's it's not like Hurts was some, you know, veteran quarterback that was coming in that he was taking over. And the Eagles were another team. If I told you they won four games this year, you would have been like, yeah, I mean, that's what we expected out of the Eagles. They made the they made the playoffs. Now they were a wild card team, so that's why it takes Zach Taylor's performance to me a little bit higher. But Sirianni, I to me deserves a little bit of credit. Um, Lafleur as well deserved appreciation. He is crushing it, says Corey. Yeah, Lafleur. Like I said, I just think I, I look at where people were and where they are now. To, and, and kind of make that decision. That's why I like Zach Taylor and the Nick Sirianni's and less of the Vrabels and the Wolfors. But it, it also sucks for them because it's like, well, I'm great and I continue to be great and now I don't get an award because of it. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be mad at all I'm saying as well. Like, I would not be upset. Like, this would not be a snub if all of a sudden Lafleur won it or Vrabel won it. But it, I, I would go with Zach Taylor. Definitely. I mean, look at Stefanski. It's kind of a similar situation last year. The, the way the way you make your argument for Zach Taylor, you could say the same thing happened with Stefanski last year with the Browns. Um, even though they didn't even they didn't win the division, and they still gave it to Stefanski just because of the narrative and how no one expected them to to be there, win eleven games. He definitely has a case. I feel like those are the top four guys. I don't see anybody else being in contention. Uh, but, you know, I think they'll probably – I think the writers and the media, they might just go with Rabel just because of everything they lost and how they were able to still remain and be the number one seed in the AFC with with a bunch of quarterbacks like Burrow, Mahomes. Uh, Herbert, unfortunately, wasn't able to, to get in, but Derek Carr has had a special season. We'll get into that as well. So, uh, yeah, I think – I think either one, either four of those guys would be great, great candidates, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if if either of those guys win. But uh, I just think the story is probably a little bit better for Vrabel, um, and I think he might get the nod. Who we got? Who we got next? We got Christian here. Tell me, I'm a capper. Did you request a hot seat? Listen, Christian, if it doesn't show up on my screen, if you do it, I told you I would give you some time on the show. I know you said you wanted about a minute, Christian. Are you ready for your minute? You want me to put you on the hot seat? Just. Just put it in the chat, brother. No need for the cap. Me? Never. I would never. But as Christian types away feverishly, I would assume, we can go on and move on to how about our comeback player of the year? To me, it's easy. It's easy. Some people might not agree with it. Perry, <clears throat> I would go with Joe Burrow over anybody else. I know Dak is going to you know, be in the conversation. Uh, Nick Bosa absolutely deserves to be in the conversation as well. Had an unbelievable year, but I would go with Burrow. I mean, what he did this year, putting up fantastic numbers, especially that stretch at the end of the season, which really, you know, catapulted them into into this playoff position and how well he played back-to-back 400 games with four, with four touchdown passes, zero interceptions, first player in NFL history to ever do that. Um, I would put him at, for the comeback player of the year, uh, and I would say easily, but that's just me. Yeah, I would have to agree. You know, the other two guys, Dak, Nick Bosa, for sure. Uh, Vic, what's going on, brother? Appreciate you stopping by, what's man. What's going on, Vic? Um, I, I would I would have to go with Joe Burrow as well. Just having a phenomenal year. He was honestly playing well before he tore his ACL last year. 
and he was playing pretty solid for his rookie season. Comes back, offensive line still isn't great. Still one of the, I think he's still the most. I think he's the most sacked quarterback in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Got sacked over 50 times this year. Still getting rocked in the pocket and ran with the 30, you know, 35 plus touchdowns, 12 interceptions, almost 5,000 yards. So it's, uh, he's he's had a, he's had a great year. Dak too. Dak's been up and down. Nick Bosa obviously he's been consistent, man. I mean, just being a being a beast on that San Francisco defensive line and how well he's played coming back. He's 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 a beast for sure, no doubt about it. All these guys are well deserving, but I just got to go with Burrow. I think Burrow is Burrow's award will probably be like the Zach Taylor. You know, you got to combine it, um, and they'll probably they'll probably give him the award, and that's kind of like the the Bengals uh, postseason award, a regular season award. Um, if if uh, Zach Taylor is not able to get coach of the year, they'll probably give that to Burrow for a comeback. <laughs> you know, Vic, I love your dedication to calling Dak Whack Prescott. I, I, <laughs> I literally admire you as a human being. He says, when Whack wins more than a playoff game, then I'll think about putting Whack into my top 50 quarterbacks. Top Vic, 50. <laughs> top 50, he said that now. Listen, I'm no Dak guy, but top 50 in bold. That's a not a top 50 quarterback. So you you got people like Mike Glennon above him. That's, we're talking about a bold strategy there. Bold strategy. But that's our comeback. Play. It's you like the reverse here. skip. Reverse skip Bayless. <laughs> you, you're it's right. Like he hates the Cowboys. Is. Skips loves the Cowboys. It's wild. Uh, we got the AP Offensive Player of the Year. And CJ, I don't know if it's controversial. I don't think it is. But go I would pick Cooper Cup. I'm okay. going Cooper Cup. I'm going Cooper Cup, man. I mean, he led the NFL. He took the uh, he took the receiving triple crown, receptions, yards, touchdowns. Uh, I believe he was. I think he led his the entire league in, uh, like share whatever the share is. Uh, target share, target share. There we go. Target win share. Yeah, he led he led the league in target share. I think he was targeted like 35 percent of the time. Now, of course. If you're getting that many targets, you're probably going to have some yards and everything. But he still has to make the plays. Uh, had over 1,900 yards. No, no, I, I don't think he did. He had somewhere in the high 1,800s, maybe a low 1,900-yard season. Uh, he was just unbelievable this year, man. I, I cannot imagine where the Rams are without Cooper Cup's production. Uh, obviously, they lost Robert Woods. They did replace him with OBJ. But Cooper Cup had an unbelievable year, man. So I, I go with him. But I know you you had somebody else. I heard you say it at the beginning, which I also am not mad about. Yeah, I w- I'm gonna I'm gonna that's that's a good choice, obviously. Cup cup, and this is this is honestly like the award that all the other positions other than quarterbacks should get. I mean, because obviously they, they play the most impact into an offense, but you look at Jonathan Taylor, what what he did, unfortunately, they weren't able, they weren't able to give him the ball enough in these last two games, which is why they weren't able to get into the playoffs. Um, but, you know, and, and for them to even get nine wins, it's solely because of of, uh, of JT and had a phenomenal season. And they, they're going to they're gonna need him uh, for the foreseeable future if they want to continue to even be in contention in the AFC. You know, Carson Wentz has, has the talent, but just doesn't My really. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Like he has the talent, but it just doesn't it doesn't always come together with that guy. So they're gonna lean, they're gonna have to lean on on JT if they want to have success. They're really similar. It's really similar to they're similar built to to the Titans. 
you know, heavy run game. Just need the quarterback to just not, you know, mess it up. And unfortunately, they had a quarterback that did. So, uh, but I, I would I would definitely put him up there. I think Cup, yeah, Cup will probably get it. I think it's uh it's a good it's a good debate. And I think just the way that Taylor didn't have the impact in these last two games and didn't propel them into the playoffs will probably hurt his chances of winning the award despite having a you know excellent season. But yeah, Cup, Cup and and Taylor definitely the top two candidates. Cup had a phenomenal year, man. I mean, you want to put him whatever top one, top two. Uh, I would put Debo Samuel. I put Debo Samuel in there too, just with his versatility. You could put him in that in that discussion as well. You want to talk about offensive weapons. Uh, he's definitely as, as, as great as they come. So those would be the top three guys for me, but I'll go with JT. Maybe he'll get some love. We'll see. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset with JT at all. I mean, an unbelievable Cup, season. Unbelievable. But like you said, those last two games might have hurt it a little bit. Um, Cup MVP? <laughs> I think it's genuinely – like, I'm being serious right now. I literally think it is impossible for a wide receiver to ever win the award um, because I think if a wide receiver – Try to win it, they'd be like, "Oh, well, the quarterback is the one that was throwing him the ball, or else he wouldn't have done anything." Hey, I think the last one to win it was Jerry Rice. I don't think so, anybody's ever won. I think he was oh, the last one to get a vote. Oh, to get a vote. Oh, okay. I thought I thought he I thought he got one. Maybe I, I mean I could right. look it up, but I I didn't. You know, what? I'm gonna do a little research. Maybe you're right. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't win it. Um, but yeah, for, like you said, it's just gonna be tough for those wide receivers to because usually a great wideout is accompanied by a great quarterback. So yeah, no wide receiver in NFL history has ever won the MVP. And in fact, only 19 quarterbacks or non-quarterbacks have ever won the MVP. That's incredible. Speaks for itself. And I I feel probably a lot of those, a lot of that 19 are probably running backs just because of that. That's it. Are you sure you're not reading this article? I mean, it's just literally, you literally just said it. It says you said <laughs> that, and the quote in this article is: "Only nineteen quarterbacks have ever had over. Only nineteen non-quarterbacks have ever been so honored. Most of them running backs. <laughs> yeah, it's because Taylor and Allen Page won it on the defensive end, and believe it or not, Mark Mosley, a kicker, has won the MVP award before. What? Wow, that's a that's a that's a Jeopardy trivia question right there. You know what? That's a, that, that's where you go walk up to somebody in the sports bar, bet him a nice five dollar bill. Yeah, I gotta remember. I gotta remember that one. That's definitely one to remember. That's crazy. A kicker winning. CJ, I got, I got a baseball one for you. Do you know the last switch hitter or yeah, switch hitter to win an MVP award in baseball? Switch hitter. Man. I'm not sure. Uh, nah, I'm not sure, man. CJ, you'll get people every time because everybody goes, you know, oh, Mickey Mantle, Bob, Vita Blue. He was a pitcher, but he was technically a switch hitter. Wow. Yeah, that's that's one for the books, too. That's one for the books, too. Yes, yeah, so, see? Yeah. yeah. See, CJ, I'm trying to win your money out here. Yeah, you get in a fact, couple of dollars. Yeah. In fact, all the people in the chat, you're welcome. We've just given you two trivia questions to go sound like you're smarter than your friends. <laughs> but then again, by listening Mark to the show, you automatically do become smarter. Than most of your friends. Uh, we move on to the defensive player of the year, CJ. It's, it's easy for me. Yeah, TJ Watt got robbed last year. If he gets robbed again this year, I'm out on the award. I'm giving up. 
Yeah, easy sweep. Easy sweep for me. Uh, definitely 2-0 for that. Got to give it to TJ Watt, 22 and a half sacks. Unfortunately, wasn't able to break Michael Strahan's record, but to tie it, still an um, outstanding feat for him. And he's he's really the best player on the team, hands down. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ben Ben can't throw past six yards. And, uh, <laughs> you know, TJ Watt's just been a, been a force this entire season. And uh, no, he's definitely going to win it. It's, he, he should be anonymous, honestly. Right. See, we got Corey in here saying it has to be Aaron Donald. Come it on. It has to be. Come Best on, Corey. Come on, brother. Says. Come on, brother. Corey said sacks are overrated. I, I mean. I don't know how sacks are overrated, <laughs> honestly. That's what I mean. Donald, Donald, already, Donald already has three. He's, in, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. Oh, it's, yeah. like the, it's like the LeBron Jordan effect. You know, you can't give it to him every single year. Uh, I, I think they're going to go with Watt. He had a phenomenal year. You look at that team. That team is really built by their defense, and he's the best player on that defense. He's the best player on the team. Uh, there were there were years when you know Aaron Donald was the you know clearly the best player on that Rams team, and they gave him the award. So I think the same thing happened with TJ. The thing I can agree with Corey is that Donald is doing everything he does every game while being double teamed because everybody double teams him no matter what. So that that you know, you put that in the Rolodex as a reason to give it to him. But I think, like you said, this is more of a TJ deserves to have one, and we have to give him one because listen, we do this all the time. Brady could have won MVP every year. I mean, if you took or or, or Peyton Manning could have won MVP every year, or Joe Montana, or whatever. LeBron could have won it every year. MJ could have won it. I think it's like you said that situation where. Listen, Aaron Donald has three. He'll probably, knowing him, might end up getting a fourth if he has another crazy year. Um, I get why he won't, because he always, des- but he always deserves it. Yeah, yeah he's I always going to be in the he's, discussion. He's, of here's my thing: he should always get a vote. If uh, if a year passes by, Aaron Donald doesn't at least get a vote, then there's a problem. Yeah, he's always going to be in the discussion. Obviously, he's you know top top five in this generation easily. Uh, oh, player, I think he's the best player, and. Uh, Defensive player, so I think he's top one defensive player. Yeah, I think he's the best defensive player of our generation, and I don't even think it's close. I mean, you could put JJ up there because he had that stretch where, I mean, JJ Watt was unblockable. This man was not only getting sacks, he was intercepting balls. He had you know ten pass breakups a year. He was catching touchdowns as a tight end, but I, I can, yeah. Did yeah. you guys go to did you guys get to see the Georgia versus Alabama game? Talk about a heavy hitting game. I did watch it. I'm not a college football guy. This has been well established, but I did watch this game in full. And I'm happy that Georgia won. Alabama, not a fan, even though I should be, considering they're the Patriots of the of the college football, even though I think that's an unfair comparison because Alabama's even more like dominant than the Patriots are. But I did watch it. Not a not a bad game. Kind of boring. This was this was almost without that pick six. This is equivalent to the Ram Patriots Super Bowl, the second one, where it was just straight defense the entire game. Yeah, definitely a defensive battle. Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart's been an assistant coach for Saban for years. I mean, that's been talked about, of course, for the entire weeks before the national championship game. It's good to see one of one of uh, Saban's assistants finally get over the hump. I know Jimbo beat beat Alabama. Uh, Texas A&M earlier in the season, but in terms of a you know high high game like this with a lot at stake, happy for Georgia. It's the first time they've won in 41 years, 
And, you know, Alabama, so they're always going to be in it. I mean. Oh, yeah, they'll be back next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're always, they're always going to, as long as Nick Saban is there, uh, I feel like they need a new offensive coordinator. You know, I wasn't a fan of some of the play calling from Bill O'Brien. Uh, I mean, no surprise. No, that's not a surprising statement. <laughs> that's not a surprising statement if you've been covering the NFL and even, you know, when he was at Penn State for the, for the last few couple of years, a few years ago. Um, Bryce Young's going to be fine. He's going to learn from it. Got one more year before he, you know, goes to the league. Won the Heisman. Uh, maybe this motivates him. Tough. Jameson Williams and John Mechie both tear the ACL um, as they're entering the draft. That's tough. We'll see if it hurts their draft stock or not. I think it will just a little bit. Oh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully they, hopefully they, both of those guys drop to you know in the twenties, so you know Bill could you know not you know mess up and finally get a receiver right for the three decades that he's CJ, been in England. You know that he's still taking somebody <laughs> from Eastern Michigan. Yeah, I hope he listens to his scouts. Like we talked about this last, we talked about this yesterday, man. If he listens to his guys, uh, make the right move. I think either one of those guys. I think both. I think both of those guys are going to be really good in the NFL, um, and. Well, we'll see what happens. But happy for Georgia to win that national championship game for sure, man. They deserve it. They, they lost to, to Alabama in the SEC championship game, and you know they they got it back. They got it back in a big way. They wanted they got it back in blood, man. And they uh they did a great job. They did a great job. Got to give them credit. Stinson Bennett. I mean, we'll see what happens with his career. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're gonna die. I mean, it's it's a great story. It's a great college football story. You know, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna dissect him into pieces when you talk about NFL and things like that. But it is a great story. Walk on from Georgia, winning a natty. Uh, you couldn't ask for you couldn't ask for a better college for college career for him, man. Uh, he stepped up in that fourth quarter with like six minutes left. He did a great job, and uh, kudos to Kirby Smart and the, and the dogs. CJ, we couldn't ask for better people over here on Colorcast. We got ten in. We got ten in right now. Hope to see the chat popping off. Some hearts uh, going up. We appreciate everybody tuning in, not only on the Colorcast guys, but man. on the YouTube as well, Twitch, Twitter. Um, so get the comments rolling, the hearts rolling. Make sure you give both of us a follow. We greatly sure. appreciate it, guys. Uh, but we will move on to our next award because we still got games to get into, people. But yeah. we're doing awards first. <laughs> uh, rookie of the year, uh, offensive, I should say. Uh, listen, I love my guy, Mac. Big Mac guy. Not during the draft. If you watch the draft stream, I had some things to say about Mac during the time. Um, <laughs> but... I, I, I believe the term was Lego man. I, I, I do believe I said Lego man. A couple of times. <laughs> there, I might have thrown Lego man out there a few times. Um, I might have to go back and check the tape to see if that's actually true. Um, but as much as I love my Lego man now, I still have to give it to Jamar Chase, man. I mean, he was unbelievable this year. Now, I, me being one of them thought it was a big mistake to take him from LSU uh, they still they, the Bengals needed help on the offensive line. They take a wide receiver, which I didn't think they really needed. And well, he said, "Listen, stupid, shut up," because he should win the offensive rookie of the year. He was unbelievable. I believe he set the rookie record for yards, had double-digit touchdowns. He was unbelievable, man. Uh, so as much as I love Mac, I still go with him. Yeah, oh, I think you know what? Hold on, CJ. We got Stone Sports in here. Just said Mac Division. That might be my new favorite nickname. I like that nickname. Shout out to Stone That's Sports, fantastic. Man. Appreciate you guys stopping by. I, I got to go with Chase as well. He had a little stem where he was struggling throughout the season, in the middle of the season. I think teams were starting to figure him out a little bit. But in this, uh, I got you. We got you. Shout you out. We definitely, definitely will. Listen, uh, you, you listen. You got to use that. You got to put a uh, 
a copyright on that one before Mac takes it. Because Mac <laughs> Division A1. You got it. Mac gets a nice little Call of Duty sponsorship. Mac Division. Oh my God. Very possible. Mac, put me in charge of your marketing, bro. <laughs> Very possible. Uh, but despite that, I feel like you got to go with Chase. I mean, took a year off. I did, didn't play the year before and gets drafted by the Bengals. Gets, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow, a guy that threw him 19 touchdowns and route to their uh, championship at LSU. And it just, they didn't miss a step. He had that. He had all the, the criticism about the preseason and the, the drops. And oh, he's going to be a bust. And look, they should have, everybody, I, I remember looking at IG comments and people were just like, should have got Sewell, should have got Pernay Sewell. And then the season comes and turns around. He has that, you know, that big, I think that his statement game really was, or welcome to the NFL game was really that game against the Ravens, where I think he took one like 72 yards or 80 yards, something like that. And everybody's like, okay, he's here, man. He had a, he had a great game and just had a phenomenal year. Got to go with Chase. Mac had a, you know, a, a good year, a good year for a rookie quarterback. A lot of expectations, of course. Um, you know, you're, you're really the, the true predecessor to uh, have a true, you know, succeeding this uh, Tom. And he, he was able to, you know, play solid. It wasn't great. You know, a lot of it, not, not his fault. Struggled over, struggled, he struggled the last few games, uh, the last five games, two and three. Uh, not the best completion percentage and the touchdown to interception ratio hasn't been great. So I think with Chase playing playing really well late in the, late, late in the, in the season, I think it's going to help his case. CJ, we go to our final reward, award, I should say, not reward, award before the big one, the MVP, our defensive rookie of the year, which I think obviously a clean sweep. More listen, neither one of us are Cowboy fans, but it'd be a, it would be a lie to not say that Michael Parsons was the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, there really isn't one else. There really isn't anybody else. I mean, uh, he he had a phenomenal season, phenomenal season for a rookie. He's all over the place. I know people want him to just be a, a edge rusher. You look at, I forgot, I think it was against the Saints. You know, he was covering Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills was pretty fast. Covering uh, Kenny Stills at the sideline, gets the deflection, which leads to an interception uh, from Curse. Uh, he's 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 just a he's just an all world player. I mean, they he fell to them. He had some he had some some questions pre-draft and some some issues, quote unquote. You know, these these teams they love. I think a lot of these teams and these scouts they love throwing things. They love throwing things at these players so they could fall to them. I think it's all it's all a scheme and it's strategic by some of these NFL teams. They they throw stuff out there to the media so the media could you know eat it up, and then the team will draft them behind closed doors. Uh, they they love doing that type of thing. I don't know if the Cowboys did that, but uh, you know they did. They, they he fell to them, uh, and he's had a he's had a phenomenal rookie season. He's changed that he's changed that entire defense. He's really like a combination of Bobby Wagner and uh, you know, and, uh, I, I mean people want to compare him to LT. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to compare him to LT right now. Uh, let's let's continue to see how well he plays in his career. But he's gonna have he's definitely changed that defense for sure. I mean it, that defense has been night and day, and a lot of it has to do with Dan Quinn, but most of it has to do with uh, number eleven. CJ, before we get to the MVP, I, pr- I did I did promise I promised Christian that he could be on the show. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm putting Christian on the hot mic. Christian, I know you said on Twitter <laughs> I would have given you more time. But you said you only wanted to admit it on Twitter. So that's what I'm going to give you. If you want more time, feel free. I can put you back on. But, Christian, here we go, brother. It's been a long time since I've talked to you as well. So 
Welcome to the show there, brother. And how are we doing? If it loads, I'm hoping it does, or else I'm going to look stupid right now. Come on, Christian. Oh, I sent you the invite. You got to accept it, brother. Matt says he calls next. He said, I'm waiting. I added you. Hold on. Let me do it again. Put them on the mic. Let's see. Does it work this time? Christian, it might just, they might, they, they must know that you're going to say something. Oh, there we go. Here's my guy. Christian, my brother, how are we doing? We're doing magical, my son, Connie. Thank you for the <laughs> mic. Only needed a minute to talk about my Ramilies and chest, not checkers, bro. Yes, we could have been the second seed and whatnot. But this goes beyond football. This is the blood feud between the city of Los Angeles and the city of New Orleans that continues <laughs> to this day. I spearheaded this I spearheaded this movement when I went to school down in the JIT and I talked all that shit to all them Saints fans. And this is just payback for your petty little rule. We chose to lose to the Niners so that way the Niners can do God's work next week and beat the brakes off the cowgirls. It is all in Sean McVay's plan. Sean McVay is thinking about three weeks from now what he's going to have for breakfast. This is just complete ramblies. We're going to storm the playoffs. Whatever the Rams are at, hammer it. Refinance your house and hammer it. Ramblies and three. Got to say, God bless you, boys. I love you. Have a great day. <laughs> Christian, you too, brother. You, wow. are, <laughs> you are my guy. Christian, I miss you. We have to actually get you on a full show one of these days. Yes, if you are not, If you're not busy. Um you are you're one of the best out there you are a trip matt i'm going to give you the same minute that i just gave christian of course matt has been on the show plenty of plenty of time so we all know the lovely the lovely matt so let's see what's going on here matt i sent you an invite to the hot seat as well let's see what's going on here i gotta oh there we go matt how are we doing brother we are doing great. Just came to here to say Green Bay has a first round bye. We looking good. D back look good. Josh Myers look great. Zadarius Smith is coming back. We're primed for a deep run here. Hopefully we get the job done. Hopefully my guy Matt Lafleur gets coach of the year. I think he has a chance to. But Rayburn's got an argument. Zach Taylor's got an argument. Matt, give me your best pitch. Happens. Matt, give me your best pitch for Lafleur coach of the year in thirty seconds. Lafleur, coach of the year, he's got he's got big wins. He had a big win against San Francisco. He had great. I mean, he's got thirteen wins. He's got the best record in football. What more do you want from him? You know, Matt, you make an excellent point. What what more do you want? Now, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was a dual ownership between Mister A.A. Ron and Matt Lafleur as owner of the Bears. That that is something, Matt. We appreciate you coming on. You're one of the best out there as well. We always appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Um, appreciate you guys, man. We, we love the people. We love the people. <laughs> All right, CJ, our last award. Time to get Matt annoyed. Who's the MVP? And everybody in the comments, I want to see. Listen, I want to see. Uh, I want to see some comments here. Who's your MVP, everybody? Pull up to the comment section. Let us know who your MVP is. CJ, I'll start it off with you, my brother. MVP of the NFL season. Yeah, last week I said Rodgers, and it's it's going to be between Rodgers and Brady. But I'm, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Brady. I'm gonna go with Brady. Lost some guys. Godwin went out. AB 
uh, ran out <laughs> of, the <laughs> le- of the league and, uh, you know, messed, messed his, his career up, really. And, you know, Tom, stay, stay, stay consistent. The numbers are there. 5,300 passing yards. Uh, 44, by the way. Four, 45 touchdowns. Uh, just this is a phenomenal, phenomenal season for for Brady. Number two seed, and you know, yeah, they had some, they had some, some tough losses there with uh, the Saints twice, and uh, a few other, a few other lost the Rams. But other than that, you know, he's been pretty consistent all year. I mean, what he, what he's doing at this age is, is really we've never seen it before. We've never seen it before. This is this is a different type of territory that he's in right now. He continues to create, make history. Every single time he's out there, really, and I just think he has a phenomenal year. I'm, I'm gonna go with Brady. Uh, listen, I, if you go with Rodgers, I'm cool with that. Going back to back, uh, I, I wouldn't be against it as well. He had a great year. Look at that one loss they had to Kansas City with, with Jordan Love. Had some big wins, like you talked about. Some clutch plays. We going got Vic through. saying Derek Carr for MVP. <laughs> listen, Vic, I don't think it happens, but if I had to make up an award. I'm giving Derek Carr the backpack award for uh, getting that team into the playoffs with everything he had to deal with. I love that pick. Big, big Derek Carr people around I here. Think Carr, I think Carr might get some votes. I think Burrow might get some votes. And I think a few of these quarterbacks might get some votes. But it's going to be between the top two dogs, the two OGs. I've always felt like those are the two best quarterbacks in the league. I know my home is still special, but I just feel like until those guys, you know, retire, those are going to be the two best guys. And, they continue to play at a high level. Rogers about to be 38 this year, still playing at a high level. But I just think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Brady. And maybe Absolutely. maybe Rogers maybe Rogers could uh could get the W against against Tom in the playoffs and and get that one back and get the Super Bowl MVP. Listen, people, Brady got guy in, here we got in the chat. We got right, we got Stafford as mid from Corey. Yeah, I mean he I mean he has his moments. He definitely has his moments. Tell, uh, okay, that was when Christian was here. Shout out Christian, love the people. You think Carr will get some votes with the? <laughs> Yo, bro. I mean, I think he will get some votes, bro. I mean, I feel like what he's done with this season. You gotta look at narrative. I mean, you can't just look at numbers. You, I mean, you should know. You've been watching football for so long. When they do these awards, they go by narrative too. They don't just go by what the numbers look like and the type of dysfunction that this that the Raiders have had. He's been the most. Co- Consistent guy there. No Waller. Their top receiver is Hunter Renfro, who's good. Looks like a mechanic. Yeah, yeah. He's you know he's not a you know he's not a wide. He's not a, maybe not even a top ten wide. He's not a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, and Waller's been out. Josh Jacobs missed some time. He's solid. So just off, off narrative and how well he's played, played great in these last two games to get him in the playoffs. He might he might get a cut. He might get a few votes. I'm not saying he's going to win it, obviously, but I think some some of some of those writers will put it in consideration. I refuse. Not a chance. Refuse. To let Aaron Rodgers win this award. That's not I, I can't let it happen. <laughs> Why not? Because Brady, there's no way that Brady at the age of 44 can lead the NFL in the four major passing categories, playing more games than Aaron Rodgers. Because remember, Aaron Rodgers missed that game with COVID. Right. You know, Mr. Mr. Uh I don't know. I don't know what he's said. Yeah, Mr. Immunized. Uh <laughs> listen, you can't lead the league. In passing yards, completions, passing touchdowns, and completion per- was it completion percentage? No, no, I don't think it was completion percentage. He led the league in. in I think four it's yards, things. touchdowns, and um, 
maybe attempts or something like that. Completion, completions. It might, it might be completions, not completion percentage. Yeah. Yeah. You can't lead the NFL and all of that and, and not win the award. Now, does Rodgers have less interceptions? Yes, of course. Now, I also argue, though, that he has less interceptions because if you want to go take a, uh, you know, go take a gander, people, who leads the NFL in throwaways a lot of the years, it's Mr. A.A. Ron. He's not taking any risk down the field. He knows something's not there. He throws it away. He's not trying for those passes downfield now. That's also not really a negative. He doesn't want to turn the ball over, but you're going to turn the ball over when you know you're trying to make some plays. Brady will throw the uh, Hail Mary at the end of the half to see what will happen. Let me tell me the last time Aaron Rodgers threw one of those when he didn't have to try and win the game, you know, a la the Detroit Lions all those years ago. So, right, Rodgers. No, go ahead. Yeah, Rod- Rodgers' touchdown to interception ratio is, is insane. It's been that way since he's really got the keys in Green Bay since 08. His touchdown to interception ratio is crazy. You know, it's. Yeah, he does throw the ball away. He's smart. He's smart. He's a gunslinger, but he's a smart gunslinger. And um, he's like the opposite of Favre. And uh, he's he, – it's 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 elite what he does. It's, it really is. I mean, playing with the hurt toe. He has some narratives as well that can help his case. But I think they'll probably give it to Brady just because Brady – I mean, 5,300 yards, I mean – He has like a 1,000 more yards than than Rodgers. Insane. Insane, man. He's had a, had a, a great season. Second seed in the NFC. But they technically have also the same record. I think they're both. I think they both went thirteen and four. I th- um, uh, they, did they both go thirteen and four? Okay, I, I believe thought, I thought, so. I, I think, think the Bucks were twelve the, and five. The Packers just had um, the better. So I don't know. However, they determined the tiebreaker. I refuse to let Rodgers win this award. Give my man Brady another one. He deserves it. I don't care about the LeBron effect. I don't. I don't think that's a hot take, bro. Car. I don't see it as a hot take. I mean, I feel like people are gonna people are gonna give him the vote, uh, give him some votes. I'm not saying he's gonna win it. You might get a. You might get one first place vote. You know, I'm not saying he's gonna, you know, be a in contention. But those are the top two guys for sure. Um, well, CJ, those are our awards. So now you guys can all go take your money. Put it on, you know, go find DraftKings legal in New York, you know, FanDuel, everything legal's in, everything's legal in New York now, CJ. We, we can bet, we can get on that betting train. Well, I can't because, you know, every app can't verify who I am, apparently. I, I'm out here giving my information away like it's free money and they can't <laughs> verify me. How am I, how do I send you a picture of the driver's license and, and I, and you can't verify that I am who I am? I'm a little, I'm a little confuzzled here. Yeah, that's, that's tough. I mean, everybody was going crazy. Once uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, once it became legal in New York, it, it was it was wild. Uh, I'm not I'm not a big better betting guy. Um, you know, I like to help people out if they ask me questions about football and things like that. If they want to make some cash, but uh, I'm not really a big all guy. those awards we just handed out, we just gave everybody money. You can go bet your mortgage payment. I don't know how much they're going to win because a lot of those are favorites. Hey, so you know what? <laughs> not win that it's much. fine. Listen. Maybe Listen, before the season, any, if you put the bet down. No, 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 CJ. Any money's money. Listen, even if you bet three hundred dollars on 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 one of them to win a hundred, that's still a hundred dollars. You just won. Just saying. Money that's is money, that. people. That's a fact. But CJ, but, we gave out our awards, and let's uh let's move on to the games. Now we're gonna do this a little differently, people, because we want to get into the wild card games as well. Um, for the people that have watched the show a lot, we usually go over every single game. We are not going to do that this time. We're just going to skip over some of the ones that really nobody needed to talk about. Uh, we'll go to the games that had 
playoff, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Implications. Yes, there we go. I almost wanted to say applications, but I'm not a very smart person. That's why. So we're gonna go to the game. We're gonna go to the games that had something to do with the playoffs. And believe it or not, you can start it off with this Chief Bronco game. Uh, a close game ends up 28-24. Uh, if the Chiefs lost this game, uh, they it would have thrown a lot of things out of whack. You know, the Patriots could have ended up becoming the one seed. Every, everything would have went crazy. The, so they end up winning this game. They were the one seed for, you know, a day before the Titans went on and won their game. But Chiefs win this game. Uh, listen, I don't even, besides them winning, not, not much to say about this. They beat the Broncos, a team that they absolutely should beat. Uh, Mahomes looked all right in this game. You got to get a little worried, though, a little a little worried because it looked like Tyreek was a little hobbled with a foot injury. Uh, Kelsey, towards the end of the game, looked a little hobbled as well. And obviously they are not the one seed anymore after that Titan game. So you got to look to see if that's going to affect them in this wild card round. But not much here. CJ, do you have anything on this? Yeah, the only thing for me is that this is the first time in the Mahomes era, if I'm not mistaken, that they they don't have the number one seed. So, uh, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I know he's never it. played a road playoff game. I know that. I don't believe he's played in a wild card game yet. Interesting. What was had, that? That that. Remember New, Eng- New England. Game? New England went to. Uh, no, but that Texans game was a divisional game. Yeah, that was a divisional game. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they played wow. the, they, right. Yeah, they played. They played the Texans, the, the Titans, and the AFC, and then they they beat the Forty ers Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right then. So yeah, this this is uh this is new territory for Mahomes, um, and you know I I, I still think they're going to be favored against the Steelers. Favorite? Uh, I think they're twelve and a half at the moment. Yeah, they blasted the Steelers in a regular season, so um, you know I see much of the same going on with that. But it's different type of territory. I think the AFC is getting a little bit better. Um, yeah, they're the two seeds, not that big of a difference, but um, I think again, as the years progress, you know, the, the AFC is going to be more competitive just because of the quarterback play. Uh, and this game in Broncos, they fired Fangio, and they got rid of, or they didn't get rid of the GM, but they got rid of Fangio. And uh, to me, it really doesn't matter who they bring in; if they can't get the quarterback situation right. It's it's going to be the same thing. I mean, you got Carr, Herbert, and Mahomes. Those are those are so those are tough six games right there. <laughs> Those are some tough games. <laughs> so, Listen, you can't win anywhere in the NFL without a quarterback. I don't know how many times I've said this before, but you could be Jesus Bron- walking, and if you don't have a quarterback, you're not doing anything. Everybody Broncos talks about Bill. Corey says the Broncos are selling a team. Oh, yeah, I heard the Bolden family. Ooh, were are they? Thinking about selling a team. Wow. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it gives Bezos. Bezos, I'm pretty sure a couple of these you know, top billionaire guys uh, – Four billion? That's Bezos throws that in his fireplace to start it. Yeah, that's that's light work. I, if I'm if I'm Bezos, I, I take that man. I mean, they have a nice roster. You got you still got Elway there. Very good defense. Very good defense. They're gonna have a solid draft pick um, coming up, seven and ten. Not bad. It'll probably be in like in the teens or something like that. It's 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 a it's a good city. I mean, it's a tough it's a tough division. Like I just mentioned, you got a, you got some powerhouse. You got some really good quarterbacks in that division, but. Uh, if they got the right guy in there, if they get the right guy in there, I know we've been saying that for like six years, <laughs> they 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 could be solid because their roster is really good. They have one of the best rosters. But we'll see what happens. I mean, 
there's some, some solid candidates out there, but it really, like I said, it's not going to matter until they get that, that the right guy in the center, which they haven't been able to do since Peyton left. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I, I didn't hear about that until right now. Wow, that is a uh, interesting little development there. I wonder. Listen, Bezos did mention something about trying to buy a team. So there's your in, buddy. There is your in. Uh, next up, Cowboys Eagles. This didn't really affect too much. Uh, I think the Eagles were already locked into where they were going to be. Uh, they rested literally everybody um, trying to get ready for the next game. Uh, and the Cowboys, they absolutely destroyed them. Uh, the only interesting thing here was is how long they left the starters in. Um, Probably for incentives. I don't, you know, I don't even think it was because I didn't hear anything about incentives going into this game. But for me, it was more of a we have to feel good about ourselves going into the playoffs. Because you look at that last game against the Cardinals, they looked awful on offense. Like they were bad. You go out here now, Dak throws five touchdowns against, you know, the 18th player on the death chart. And, you know, maybe they feel a little bit better about themselves, get some momentum going into the playoffs where they're going to have to play the 49ers. I think that's why they left them in to make, you know, get that momentum back, make them feel good about each other. But nothing big here besides, you know, <laughs> putting up a 50 piece against the Eagles. Yeah, not too much. I mean, listen, this Cowboy offense, it, the team is really, it's really talented, man. It's just if, can, if everything could come together, they're going to have, they're going to have a good shot. They're gonna have a good shot, but it's just it's tough. We get we get this game, we get the game against the Washington football team, and then we have stinkers against the Broncos and the Raiders and that game against Arizona, like you mentioned two weeks ago. So we just don't know what type of even I mean they beat the Giants too, but that game the Giants were in striking distance the entire time, which is hard to do if you're the Giants because they might be the worst team in football. I know they don't have the first pick. Or anything like that, but they're literally like non-competitive in most of their games. Where at least like the Jags try and actually win sometimes. Um, let's see, what did Vic say here? Nah, bro, the story will sell. Big Ben's last year, they made the playoffs due to the Chargers' loss, keeping the Steelers alive. Steelers to the bowl for Big Ben's last ring. You know what, Vic? You're my favorite person in these stories. They could barely, bro. They could barely get twenty points. You know, What's the last time care. they scored Vic, over 20 points in a game? Man. Vic is my favorite person that comes into our streams because he says things that I don't, I don't, think, he, I don't even think he believes them. But <laughs> I think it's one of these situations where if you throw enough stuff at the wall, it's got to stick eventually. One stick, of these days, man. Vic is going to come in here talking about the Jags are winning the Super Bowl next year and something crazy is going to happen and they're going to do it. And we're all going to call Vic dumb at the start. But as it continues to go on, he's going to sit back at his golden palace and tell us all he told us. So, <laughs> Vic, yeah, you're my favorite, brother. Definitely, definitely, man. Uh, Cowboys, they talent. Yeah, like I said, they have a lot of talent. I, I think I saw a graphic. They were able to get a thousand yard rusher, thousand yard receiver, four thousand yard passer, and I think an edge rusher with ten ten or more sacks. Yeah, something probably. like that. First team to do that—that's—that's that's insane. They have a talented team. Um, can everything mesh at the right time? That's the big question for Dallas. We'll see. I mean, six and zero against the NFC East, and then six and five against everybody else. CJ, let's go to the game <laughs> that <laughs> put everything out of whack. This is the game that all NFL fans are thankful for. Now, CJ, I don't know if you do the same thing as me, and I've mentioned this before, right? Whenever a good team is playing a very bad team, 
it's it could be 10 nothing in the second quarter. I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. They're going to come back and win eventually. They're better than them. It has to happen. And then you know it's the third quarter and you're like, hey, you know, they might they might have to pick it up a little bit here, but of course they're going to win the game. And then it's the fourth quarter, they're still down by maybe 7, 10 this time. And it's you know, this is getting a little chippy here. Like you guys better, you know, start doing something. And then all of a sudden it's the two-minute warning and they're still down by 10. You're like, oh, my God, they really just lost the game. And that was my entire thought process during this game. I, at no point did I think the Jags were going to win this game. I was like, it has to. Ha-. And I was watching the whole game too, so I should have known. But like I said, I'm not very smart. I mean, the Colts couldn't do anything. They couldn't pass. Uh, Carson Wentz, now listen, I don't know how QBR is actually graded. But had a four point four. Even I, I know. I don't. I don't <laughs> even know how they got to the point four. I saw that. I think. Uh, I think Corey put it in the chat. Uh, QBR is perfect as a hundred. Mid is fifty, and he had a four point four. Four point four. Now listen, I don't know even how it's graded, but even I know four point four on anything. You're not doing very well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor couldn't really do anything on the ground, and the Jags set the NFL world on fire with a twenty-six to eleven win. And it's crazy to me. This just proves nobody knows anything about the NFL. Because two weeks ago, the Jack or, or the Colts are coming off wins against the Pats, and you know they're coming up. What if it's four out of four? Four out of five. there, didn't I? Listen, he'd, be a, he'd be a beast if that were the case. But uh, listen, hey, 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 Stone Sports. All I'm saying is, if you want to go leave a, a five out of five on the podcast for the hard count <laughs> review over there on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or anything, feel free. I, I got you there, didn't I? I turned I turned your turnaround into a promo. See, that's what I'm saying. Five out of five. I think you got to leave a five out of five for us on, on the, Appreciate on the you, promo. Brother. Appreciate that, man. Oh, don't worry. I'll give you a five out of five as well. You be in the chats, active with us, showing support. Listen, somebody shows support our way, we're showing support their way. But hundred percent. The <laughs> when I when I get verification, you get mine. <sighs> Photo verification, you need. All right, listen, that's all right. I'll make sure to hit you in the Discord chat. I see you in there. I see you in there. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, this game set the NFL world on fire. So thank you to the Jags and. <laughs> You know, usually it's a rock and a hard place. This was this was you're stuck between a beach and and you know whatever other place you want to go. <laughs> I, I I couldn't think of another thing there. I tried very hard. <laughs> tried very hard. Yeah, um, I couldn't help you out there, bro. I'm sorry. Listen, you're you know I could have just said this. You're in a win-win situation. Um, this was a win-win situation. They win the game, set the NFL world on fire, and because the Lions won, they still got the first pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this game was this was this is one of the, the saddest endings to a season for an NFL team I, I've seen in a while. I mean, it looks like they're to go crazy on that next. Yeah, episode. I was, I, I was, that was that was my exact thought after the L after they took the L. I'm like, man, and then I saw Jamal Agnew, Jaguars uh, kick returner, had a really good year by the way. Uh, if you watch uh, top plays NFL season, he's like in like three or four of them. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, you know, how did you know I was watching that before I got on here, CJ? Uh, you hacking I mean, my accounts now? I mean, hey, man, it's just once great minds think alike. Uh, <laughs> you know, see, CJ, you see. <laughs> but uh, the Colts, they they really fumbled the bag. You want to talk about? Uh, it's just, it's it's really sad. Wentz again trying to do too much. Look at that interception that he had. He pump faked. 
then threw it, then threw it again, then threw it back to the same spot where it wasn't open. <laughs> and and then I, I was watching uh shout out Jackson Kruger Sports. Uh he breaks down a lot of film, a lot of all 22 films. Sometimes he just he breaks down the the, the broadcast view as well. Does a pretty good job if anybody wants to watch all 22 and learn about you know football, how things go down. Uh watch, check him out. Jonathan Taylor was wide open on the flats. Probably could have got 15, 20 yards on the play, but instead he, you know, he just tries to, to force the ball in there and turns the ball over. And there are 15 rushes, 77 yards for Jonathan Taylor. It's just not enough. I feel like they just they ran, they got away from the run too soon. And uh, it's just it was a tough, tough loss. Jaguars defensive front were really dominating dominating the Colts offensive line. You and you would never expect that going into the game because of how great the Colts offensive line has been over the last two seasons. Uh, it's just a, it's just a sad, sad way to end their season. Uh, I thought after I thought after defeating New England on that Saturday night game, I thought that was going to propel them, give them a lot of momentum, and and get them into the playoffs. And unfortunately, they just you know fumbled fumbled those last two games, and now now they're out, and I'm, they're probably kicking themselves right now because I, I really think they had a really good team. <laughs> Vic said, "And I'm the weird love child of Stephen A. and Nick Wright." Wrong. Outlandishly entertaining, <laughs> but can pull facts out if I need to. You know what, Vic? I'm not going to disagree with that's that. That's going to get you, you on say, TV, man. man. That'll get you on TV. That's pretty much what they do. <laughs> that's pretty much what those guys do. They say out, yeah. they say outlandish stuff, hyperbolic statements, and then every once in a while they sprinkle a couple facts in there. That's their job. It, it works for them. It gets a, it gets a lot of attention. I couldn't do well, that, man. I don't know. Stone Sports, you said you left us a five out of five. I just went and left you a five out of five as well. See, that's love right there, people. In a dog-eat-dog world, we're showing love out here. That's what sports, we do. Man, appreciate you, brother. Uh, all right. But we move on from this game. Nobody cares about Washington and the Giants because, I mean, Joe Judge didn't even care about the game. Well, let, me ask, so, let me ask you this. Which one you feel like is more disappointing, the Browns or the Colts? Which who, which who had a more disappointing season? I would go with the Browns still. Um, I go with the Browns still only because of – we had higher expectations going into the season. I feel like with the Colts, we got very high expectations with them like midway through the season where it was like, oh, my God, they can really make a run here. They can really do this. They can really do that. But with the Browns, it was like, oh, yeah, they're going 12 and 5. Like right. it was a foregone conclusion. CJ, I did it myself. About four weeks into the season, they're a three and one team. They're playing unbelievable. I had penciled in. Buffalo and the Browns at the AFC Championship game. I penciled it in. It was really? done. It was uh, done. I, I was I was completely ready to do it. I was I was saying it was. I mean, the Chiefs were playing bad at that time. Our boys weren't playing very well at that time as well. I was like, Browns and Bills, you guys are out of your mind. I penciled it in. So <laughs> for the Browns, it's a big I, pencil, man, because that shit got erased mad quick. <laughs> no, nah, let me tell you something. See. <laughs> There's a, there's a few things I've said. Yeah. There's a few things I've said that I've had to take the white out on. I've had to, you know, get a little bit of white out, just, you know, sprinkle it on the paper right back over it and a little bit of pen instead of pencil this time. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I can't be right all the time. I, w- I, I mean, I just would... 99%. You know what I mean? I would go with the Browns, too. I would go with the Browns, too. Um, yeah, that was both both teams really. Yeah, I mean Baker Baker being hurt, they could play the factor, man. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's 
but the Colts, it just it just looks bad, you know, just because of how that they had it wrapped up, it seemed, and then they just CJ. This is my best thing I can say about the Colts, right? And I think you'll agree. Everybody and their mother was saying that the Colts were the team nobody wanted to play in the playoffs three weeks ago, and now nobody's playing them in the playoffs. Yeah, I forgot who tweeted. I think uh, Richard Eisen tweeted that. I rest, I I've that. seen I've seen about 85 different people say yeah. that, so I decided to steal it as well. I mean, come on. That's yeah, what we do that. in the media. I'm taking the Browns <laughs> during the offseason. They stacked yeah. their deck. They had all three God cards from Yu-Gi-Oh! And once they went out there, straight <laughs> to the toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Vic, Vic, we yeah, offered an invite right. for you to come on the show. Where are you at, brother? This One of these times is if I'm not if I don't see you on screen. In one of our future episodes, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. <laughs> very disappointed. Yeah. All right. So let's go on. Back with the Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I didn't even. I think I got some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. That was all. That was that was more of a, my brother's thing. Though. I didn't. I never got into the Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, believe it or not. Never. It was never for me. Yeah, that was a little. That was a little like a little bit before. Yeah, a little early. That's when it was. It was lit back in the day. But yeah, <laughs> now it's just all right. <laughs> he said now he's mid. Yes. Washington at the Giants. Listen, like I said before, nobody cares about this game because Joe Judge didn't even care about this game. Going QB sneaking in on second and third down from your own four yard line. That's yeah, why Joe he's G- on the streets now. Yeah, we're exactly. And I was I was about to go there. So we got the Vikings here. We got the Bears. We got the Giants. Uh Jaguars as well. All of those. And and we're gonna get, get to the Dolphins. Which one of those teams are are more intriguing to you? Say you're say you're a head coach or a head coaching candidate right now. Which team would you rather rather go to? Oh man, got to look at everything from the top, owner down. I know that's the thing. Like <laughs> this is your record. This is your you know start of your, your reputation you know, on the line yeah, here. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Vic said you never sent the invite. My laptop is charged already. Vic, next episode, promise you. Yes, sir. Well, I'm gonna hit you up, Vic. I got you, bro. I'm gonna hit you up. Hit you up. I was gonna say CJ's like. gotta hammer out all those details. Yeah, for sure. Bro. I got you, bro. Um man. Can, can I can, CJ, can I throw this one in there? Because I don't know if they're gonna keep him. Are we sure that the Raiders have a head coach next year? That's a good point. I mean, Basaccia. Had a really good. Uh, I mean, I know stint. he's the interim coach, but right. he did get him to the playoffs, so I almost feel like you got to keep him. But if they don't, let me tell you something: Raider job, <laughs> number one on the list by uh, a country universe, not a mile, a country universe. Think so? Oh yeah, I'm going to the Raiders absolutely. Especially Just, if you get, if you get Derek Carr, if you keep Derek Carr, because I need. Here's my thing, right, CJ? I am not going to a team. That does not have a quarterback. Well, I mean, Ra- yeah, Raiders. Though, I mean, well, other than T. Law, I mean, Raiders and Jaguars. I mean, the Bears have Fields, but do you know what he is? Fields, he could turn right, out to yes. be awful. He could turn out to be awful, and then you look awful too. Believe it or not, CJ. I like if I, I like take the Raiders out of this, I might go, and you're gonna think I'm you're gonna think I'm crazy here. I might go with the Giants. Okay. And I might go with the Giants. For the simple fact that everything so far tied to Russell Wilson has been the Giants. I have no idea why Russell Wilson wants to come to the Giants. That's a whole different story for in a completely different day. But all those trade talks around Russ have been leaked and and led to the Giants. 
So if all of a sudden I become the head coach and then a week later we train for Russell Wilson, guess what? All of a sudden that became the best job. That's that's a big thing. I don't know. I don't know, man. I know we, I know we talked about Russell leaving, and we've been so definitive on it. He might stay. He might give it one oh, more I shot. I can't see it happening. He might give it one more shot, man. I mean, I feel like they ended the season pretty well. Uh, that might help. That, that might that might change his mind on some things. We'll we will see. Um, that division is very tough. If he were to go to the Giants, it's it's trash. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's really just Dallas. I mean, we'll see if Philly can stay consistent with it. Because um, they really went to the playoffs in a rebuilding year, which is really impressive. Well, you but, know uh, that the Cowboys aren't going to win the division next year because there hasn't been a repeat since two thousand two. Right? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something's bound to, bound to happen in that in that division. That division is definitely more winnable uh, for the reasons you just stated. And Giants, it's you know, it has more structure from the top for sure. For me. Yeah, man. I, uh, I like my I like Miami. They got to get the right Miami. They got to get the right guy in there. They have the picks. They have the assets to potentially go get a guy like Wilson, like like Watson. True. Bears, Bears. I don't know about the, the rest of their roster outside of quarterback. They got to they got to fix that. The Bears. They got to fix that O line. That division. That division is also. I mean, outside they could they could also do some things in that division. I mean, obviously Green Bay is going to run it as long as Rodgers is there. But you know they we we've seen teams come out two teams come out that division and make make the playoffs. Um, if they got they got to trust Fields, I would go. Uh, man, I'd probably yeah I'd probably I I'd probably say I'd probably say Dolphins and and then my second would probably be the Vikings. Really, I think the Vikings got a good roster too. You listen, it's fair. I. I just I can like, I can understand the Miami job too because they they're not a bad team. I just think that that's another team. I don't think you can win with Tua. I'm not a big Tua guy. So, I mean, I think he can win you some games, but I think he's the type of quarterback that you know we talked about it last week. Can you be you know the train or are you one of the or are you one of the cars where you know you're being pulled? And I right. think he's more of that. I don't think he can lead. I don't. I think everything around Tua has to be you know, very well in place. I think the O-line has to be very good. I think you have to have some great weapons. I think your defense has to be solid. I don't think it's like, oh, we have a mid, you know, offensive line. And, you know, we have a good wide receiver, but nobody's great. I don't think Tua can take that and all of a sudden turn into a, a championship winner. Um, Let's see. We got Christian in the color cast comments as well, though. What do the Eagles do with three firsts? Listen, if I'm the Eagles. I use guys- all of those picks. I use all of those picks, man. Oh, yeah, I, I use all those picks as well, but also you guys haven't even heard of what a linebacker looks like. Nobody nobody on the Eagles even knows what a linebacker is. So I'm taking linebackers. <laughs> I'm taking some offensive linemen because I think you can never have too many. And if a wide receiver comes to you as well, I take a wide receiver because we've seen it in this league, man. There, You can't have too many weapons. Like I fell into the trap last year with the Bengals and Chase. You cannot have too many weapons in the NFL. There is no such thing that is as having too many people to throw the ball to. Christian says they go QB, uh, mock say wide receiver again in the first. I listen. Here's my thing. I'm I'm good with Hurts. I, I got Hurts. I got Hurts back. I'm not going quarterback in the first round. I I wouldn't even draft a quarterback in this draft. I really yeah, no, wouldn't. No, it's no it's no it's no QB. Yeah, it's no QB in this class. 
Um, only way is if, again, you know, Watson or Wilson. But a lot of things have to a lot of things have to happen in that situation. Uh, I would just go with Hurts. I mean, he led them to the playoffs, and then just build, build that team. I would go O line. Maybe Giants definitely got to go O line. First two oh, picks got it. First two picks got to be O line. <laughs> they got they got it. They got to go O line right there with that one, man. We got uh, Christian saying that offensive tackle slash guard from uh, North Carolina State has the highest ceiling of any player in this draft. Uh, hey. I I have no problem if the Eagles decide to go offensive line, especially because they're a running team. So your line obviously has to be able to do that. Um, and listen, linemen get hurt a lot. Uh, you know, COVID, having backups is a very important thing. So you can never have too much at one position now, and especially during COVID, it, it feels like that. Matt said they should draft Christian. Hey. I got to see Christian's college highlights. You know, I've heard all about the Christian, the football player. I haven't seen any of the highlights yet, Christian. I need, I need that huddle. You said I'm lost. <laughs> Do the Jets start Becton or Neil at left tackle? I've heard some things about the Jets that they're kind of fed up with Becton, and I don't know how true that was. Uh, I saw it a while ago. I haven't heard much since. So I don't know what they do with Becton. I, I wonder if it's a situation where they could think about trading him. Uh I don't know. It seemed like he was, you know, a very good pick when they drafted him and then had he's had some injury problems. So that's another situation where you don't really know. Matt said not as washed as Westbrook, though. Yeah, stop talking about my mans, bro. I'm a Thunder fan. I got to defend Westbrook till the end. Oh, look at Christian pulled out the little highlights. Nah, Christian, I'm copying this link and putting it in my notes right now. I'm going to watch it after the show. I'm not even lying to you. All right, definitely. I'm going to check it out, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what Christian, the football player, was like. <laughs> Yo, that picture is funny, bro. Matt, I would screen share it on the hard count, but the lovely people of the color cast can't see it. Let's see. We got Vic again. Nah, Aunt Russ will be the ultimate what move and, and don the gang green colors. The Jets have capital. Vic. Come I'm, on, brother. Vic, I hope, <laughs> Vic, I'm hoping that the Jets are good for you. Uh, I, I hope. I hope. He said, I went dummy versus Oklahoma State. Is that okay, State? I would assume that's Oklahoma, right? Yeah, Oklahoma State, yeah. Okay, Christian. No, listen, let me check out the highlights after the, after the show. I'll, I'll give you some feedback. Not that you need it. Um, <laughs> let's see. We'll continue down the list here. Another cra- This was a crazy game. The Titans and the Texans. I mean, I thought for a quick second the Titans were going to choke this one out and the Texans were going to grab and, and the Texans were going to upset the Titans and the Chiefs were going to have that one seed. I thought about it. Yeah, um, Davis Mills, man, kind of underrated. Had an underrated, solid rookie season. Got to give him a lot of credit. And he had a, a good game against New England earlier in the season. I was like, oh, what is, like who is this? <laughs> and then uh, he came out He came out and played really well. Came out and had a really good season. I mean, do they have a guy? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they have to continue to build around him. Four and 13, that's kind of what you expected uh, from, you know, from the Texans. It looks, you know, this the sound watch situation, they're gonna get some type of compensation, some assets from that. So we'll see how they're able to build this football team and maybe they could, you know, have a have a quick turnaround in a year or two and, and start to be competitive. We'll see if they, you know, if Davis Mills is a guy, but he had a really good year uh for a rookie and you know, could be could be something there. We'll see. But uh, yeah, Titans, they held it down. They needed the W and you know, as long as they do their part. AFC got to – whoever comes out the AFC has got to go through Nashville. 
I mean, we got General Mills in here, Giraffe Man Mills. We got Stone coming back saying again, would have been a top five pick if he stayed at Stanford. I mean, hey, if he was coming out this year, that's possible because, like we've said, the quarterbacks this year nobody's impressed with. Definitely would have been, yeah, definitely would have been a top five pick. Would he go fourth round? Uh, I honestly, CJ, I wish I could tell you. I don't actually know. Yeah, I think he was a fourth round pick. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people had some. Oh, he was a second round pick. Okay, a a lot of a lot of people had um, some high, some good things to say about him. They were just saying he was really raw. But uh, if everything everything worked out, he's 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 talented and uh, he's had a. Listen, here's the thing: if you're the if you're the Texans, you might as well keep him for a year, even if you don't think he can play, because he had some flashes where he was pretty solid. So, like you said, you get draft compensation back for Deshaun Watson. You already have a high pick this year. Maybe you trade back this pick, try to get even more. Like you keep him for a year, even yeah. if he's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. Next year, you have more draft picks after you trade Watson. You you get a quarterback in that draft. So yeah, exactly. Else, why yeah, not? not? Yeah, they're not going to be you know competitive right now. So yeah, just you know, oh, stack no. up on stack up on picks. Continue to build that team, and if you know if he ends up being really good, then it's a win-win. We got well the Pats upset the Bills, Connie and CJ, Matt. Okay, we're, gonna, worry, we're gonna get to yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna get, get to that in a little bit. Shortly. We're gonna get. Don't you worry. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta. First of all, I don't see it as an upset, but yeah, we're gonna get to that. Technically, it is. Technically, the Pats are underdogs. Yeah. Technically, it's an upset. I understand what you mean, CJ. I get yeah, it. I got I mean, you. I feel you. <laughs> um, but we gotta listen. We gotta get through all the games that got us to the playoffs first, like this one. Another <laughs> these next three games. Well, eh, not really three. Two out of the three. Two out of the three. Yeah. Steelers Ravens, a low scoring, typical Steelers Ravens game goes into overtime. Steelers kick the game winning field goal, and man, oh man, they're biting their nails after they find out that the. Uh, that the Jags won, that the, that the Chargers and the Raiders don't tie. But the Steelers win this game, which catapults them into the playoffs, obviously, after everything else happened. But what a game. This is a good game as well. And then kind of the same thing for the 49ers. Obviously, a little bit more high scoring. Um, 49ers needed to win this game to get into the playoffs. They, the Rams had a solid lead at first. Uh, the Rams kind of just chipped away. Jimmy made some nice plays. Not a big Jimmy guy, but you got to give credit where credit is due. So... Connie's smiling that Lamar peaked. Ravens have also peaked as well. Listen, when I'm right, I'm right. But with that being said, <laughs> CJ's still not with the peak to talk. Uh, no, I'm just saying they had a lot of injuries, bro. And then even I Lamar know. gets hurt. Next well, year, next year. touchdowns, 13 interceptions is all I'm saying. No, nah, yeah, I hear you. No, next year, listen, if they, uh, you know, if they continue to play how they played last year, next year, then, yeah, I mean, you can't. It's an argument. But, I but yeah, that. 49ers had to win this game to get in. They end up going into overtime. Uh, they end up getting the field goal win here. Two great games, CJ. Two very good games. Uh, the 49ers had to win this because uh, if, if they lost and the Saints won, then they were in and the Saints played the Falcons. And, well, the Falcons are just not very good at football. So the Saints end up winning this game. But two great games, CJ. What would you think of them? Steelers, man, they're finding a way. Defense played played well. I know the Ravens, like I just said, had a lot of injuries. Huntley, you know, not you know, good, solid backup, not the best. Uh, wasn't just wasn't able to get it done. I mean, Steelers, they're they're another one. They just found a way towards the end of the season. They needed two wins, beat the Browns, beat the Ravens to get in, and that's exactly what they did. 
And then for the 49ers, you know, I'm really shocked the way the 49ers came back. I think a lot of people thought, you know, they're not, they may not be built to, to uh, come back if, if they're down with it, with a big, when they're down with the lead, are they able to come back? Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you were, <laughs> I might've said a few things in the chat. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. They, they, you know, it was 17 zip, 17, three at the half. And it was like, it was looking kind of ugly and they, they just, they stayed, they stayed committed. They stayed committed to what they do. That's their identity. And, uh, for some reason, Kyle Shanahan just has uh, Sean McVay's number six and zero, six and zero. Jimmy G six and zero against the Rams. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Debo Samuel, like I said, one of the most electric players in the league. His ability out the backfield and be a receiver. Jawan Jennings, they found another guy. They got rid of Bourne and they just get Jennings out of nowhere. He's he's been a factor. Ayuk making plays. Kittle is a third down machine. And they I run mean, the ball down your. They throat. run the. They got Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell is a rookie. Trey Sermon, when he gets back healthy, he's a rookie. And then you got Nick okay. Bosa causing you problems on the other end. They're they're going to be they're going to be a, they're going to be a tough out against anybody, man. I mean, they were, had a lot of injuries last year, which is why they weren't able to get into the playoffs. And now they're back, and they're, they're going to be very scary. And the Rams, That's... the Rams, the Rams look good. The Rams have the ta- they have all the talent. They have the talent. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, you know, Jalen Ramsey, you name it. And then our offense. You talked about how how great Coop. Uh, Cooper Cup has been, but it just hasn't. It just hasn't. Odell. It just hasn't meshed. It just hasn't meshed all the time. We see them have really good, really good halves and really good moments and, and really good games. And there's just other games where it's just like, you know, like what, what type of team is this? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see what happens down the road. But I got to give credit to the to, to the Forty ers They they you know they they play with their heart outs in OT. Really good game. I watched the entire game. And uh, Jimmy G, got to give him credit, too. A lot of speculation about him. It's time to give the keys to Lance. Played with a sprained uh, right thumb. And, uh, you know, he's, he's he's tough. He's tough. He did what he needed to do in, fourth, in the fourth quarter and overtime. And they got the W. Got to give him a lot of credit. CJ, here's my question, right? How far do the 49ers have to go for them to not trade Jimmy and keep Trey Lance on the bench? I just think that they're gonna they're gonna go with Lance next year, bro. Um, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, okay. look 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 at all look at all the stuff they gave up to go get him to move up so from twelve. Go to the Super Bowl, bare minimum. I, I think I think even I think even if he even if he does even if even if they do go to the bowl, I still feel like you uh, you gotta you gotta keep. I mean, you gotta keep you gotta keep Lance to give him the keys. You have to because again they gave up so much, they gave up so much to keep him and I mean to go get him, and Jimmy Jimmy's gonna be a, a, hard, a hot target. Jimmy's a CJ's. I'm not I'm not really a hater. I just feel like they they gave up so much to go get to go get Lance. I think I think it's gonna help Jimmy G's case to get a, a nice bag in the off season. I think if you make it to the NFC Championship game. I don't think they can trade him. Um, listen, it wouldn't be the first time you ever seen it. How long? How long was was Aaron behind Brett Favre? How long did Jimmy sit sit behind Brady before he got a chance? Uh, Mahomes had the one year behind uh, Alex Smith. He obviously then got the chance after that. But like, it's not like it's the it would be the only time in NFL history where something would happen. And now, granted, let's be real here: Jimmy G is not Tom Brady. He's yeah. not Brett Favre. 
Yeah. But with that, even with that being said, it's to the point of at least I know what I have. And Trey Lance has looked all right at best in the games that he played this year. So he obviously needs some time to develop. And here's my thing, CJ, where I always get a little scared and I'll be totally forefront here. I'm not a big change guy. I like to know what I'm doing and I'm not much of it. And I'm not much into change, but with that, you know what you have in Jimmy. And is it frustrating? Does it make you want to pull your head out sometimes? Probably, especially as a 49er fan. But even with that, what happens if you let him go? Trey Lance becomes the worst quarterback in this draft. Now I think eventually you have to, no matter him, what, let that him, happen. Right. But why now? It doesn't have to happen now. Like if Jimmy goes out there, has another year where he gets injured, which is very possible, has a year where he underperforms, very possible, then you have reason to get rid of Jimmy. But before that, it's kind of a situation in my eyes where it's like, damn, I know what I have. And am I sure I want to risk it at this moment? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I hear what you're saying. You make a good, you make good points. You make really good points. I mean, look at the Chiefs too. Chiefs are winning, you know, 10, 11 games with Alex Smith. And then Andy Reid was like, you know what? I'm seeing this guy in practice. And Patrick, I'm going to go with him, man. I'm going to go with him. And then we, we see we saw what happened. So only Shanahan really knows how much Trey Lance has progressed um, in this time. He played solid against the Texans. It was the Texans, right? So I get, I get your point. You make a good, make a good point. Uh, but – I really don't feel like it's that big of a difference because they what they want to do is 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 really not quarterback centric. You know, they want to run the football, they want to be run heavy. And when you add a guy like Lance with that type of ability to with his feet, and I think it adds a different dynamic. So I'm not I, and and you could and if you trade Jimmy, you, you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a second. You may get a, I mean they traded for it, they traded, they, they gave up a second to get him. Probably gonna get a second, second and then maybe a, a, another mid pick back so I, I get what you're saying I, I get what you're saying listen you could you could you know wait it out one more year very possible we'll see what happens again on sunday uh, it's going to determine everything i mean if, <laughs> yeah. he, if he goes out there and plays like ass against the cowboys then it's hit, lance here you go if they have a if they if they go on a solid run then yeah it makes it makes things interesting over there in that quarterback room well like christian said i hope the 49ers do the lord's work and uh Eliminate the Cowboys. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Skip over the Bucks game. That meant they just locked up the two seed. Uh, Cardinals lose to the Seahawks. That locked up uh, the division for the Rams. Uh, kind right. of surprising here. Didn't think the Seahawks would, would pull this one out. Um, but listen, this kind of just continues on with what the Cardinals have done all year. They're not very good at home. Uh, they might actually be happy that they're going to L.A. instead of playing at home uh, for this wild card game. But not much on that either, obviously. CJ, uh, they're our boys, but Pats lose to the Dolphins. Uh, the score doesn't really make total sense because the last play of the game, they tried you know the trickery BS, and the Dolphins end up scoring a touchdown on it. Um, we lose, what, three out of the four last games of the season, so I'm not feeling great going into the playoffs, but this uh, obviously we can't win the division uh, after a loss like this, and the Bills won the game anyway, so it didn't really matter. Um Falcon Saints, this was just another thing which meant nothing for the Falcons. For the Saints, obviously, they had to win this game to get in. Uh, CJ, anything on those four before we get to, honestly, 
the main course of what could be the show in that beautiful, wonderful Charger Raider game. I just say, just say for New England, man. I mean, you just can't have slow starts. You look at all those, all the losses that they've had. They started off extremely slow and then try to play catch up, and then they make it close. And it's just the defense just isn't able to get that last stop for them because they've been on the field so much in the beginning of the game. So uh, Mac, you know, hasn't played well, turning the ball over. Um, and at, at, in the beginning of the game, that pick six. I mean, that pick six was really the, the turn. It was the deciding factor of the game. They don't turn it over, win the game. Uh, so. Gonna have to play better. Going to Buffalo, supposed to be a sixty percent chance of snow. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that. All these other Bet games. Josh Allen's over rushing yards. Yeah, of course, definitely. Whatever it is, forty or yeah, if it's like fifty, you got to go over. Oh yeah. So uh, all those other games. I mean, we'll see what happens with Seattle and Russell Wilson. We'll see if he stays. Gives it one more shot. That division is stacked. I, I, I know. Bills, the Bills didn't win game green. <laughs> Help them keep their division seat. Yeah. I, the Bills didn't win the Jets loss. Is that what you're saying? It was this close. For, it was close. For it was, no, it was. I, I thought was, so. And, I thought, I'm, and I'm like, I was I'm a little like, happy. I'm like, New England is just selling right now the way they're playing in the first half. And I'm like, the Jets are really keeping it competitive. And then, you know, just ended up being the Jets. So, uh, CJ. The final game of the NFL regular season. And honestly, for my money, now we gave this award out on Gen Z. We made up some fake awards as well. This won my award for game of the year. CJ, did it win yours or did you have another one in mind? I mean, the, the Chargers the, the Chargers have like four or five games of the year. They got this one. They got the one against the Steelers, the Browns, both Chiefs games. Yep. <laughs> uh, this, this definitely, uh, just because of everything that was at stake, you gotta, you gotta go with that one. You know, That's, that was my thought process as well. But with this game, obviously, there's probably two main, eh, three main things that I looked at for this game. Right. First of all, we'll start it at the end of the second quarter. You have a third and twenty-two as the Chargers, and you let up a twenty-two-yard rush play, which was the longest rush for a first down of the NFL season against the Raiders. They end up getting that same possession. Now in my eyes, bad call by the refs. Uh, there was pass interference in the end zone. I didn't think the ball was catchable. Uh, it landed like 15 yards away from the wide receiver. I don't think he's catching up, <laughs> catching up to that, but puts them on the goal line. They score a touchdown there. That's that's seven points that you probably shouldn't have given up right away. Uh, obviously the call that everybody is talking about is the fourth and two from your own 18 yard line. And listen, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've seen people say, Oh, you know, it's not the going forward. It's the play call. And no, it's the going for it. Yeah, That's both. what it was. It's, it's really both. It's situational no, no, no. football. I, refu- I, I refuse to say it's both because you should never have, you should have ever been in the second part of the discussion. Because if you don't go for it, you're never in the play call part of the discussion anyway. And there is no reason to go for it. CJ, here's my thing with analytics, right? And this is why it annoys me. <laughs> there's, <Corey> no, <laughs> there, there's no nuance to the situation. The numbers are just saying, yeah, go for it. It'll probably help you increase, it'll increase your chance to win the game, right? 
it doesn't take into account that the Raider defense had actually played pretty solid in this game so far because this is at halftime. The scoring really opened up, you know, in the second half of the game, it felt like. It also doesn't put into effect that, you know, Justin Herbert has his has his hands over the ear holes the entire game because it was so loud in the stadium. Uh, it doesn't take into account that you're at your own 18-yard line. I don't really have a problem with going for it that often. 50 and above. Like, if you're at the 50-yard line, you can go for it, get the first down, go ahead. Because then you're probably one more first down or, or you know, a 15-yard run away from field goal range. If, if you know, obviously when you're down in the game, you got to go for it on fourth down. But here's my thing. you Say they get to two yards. You're four or five first downs away from being in field goal range still. Or, you know, probably two or three chunk plays away from being in field goal range. So what is the thought process of going for it on fourth and two from your own 18? You are not even close to scoring. You still need a lot of things to go correct for you to even have the opportunity to put points on the board. And they end up not getting it. And then the Raiders kick a field goal. So now if you add in the stupid third and 22 and then the pass interference, that's 10 points you just gave up. That, listen, maybe they end up giving them up anyway. But you know those situations is what led to those 10 points. You know that. So that's 10 points you could erase off the off the board. The Chargers win this game easily. And then obviously the last one, the overtime call, uh, it looked like the Raiders were just going to kneel it out, man. Um, think so? I think they were. That that, yeah. that I mean, I just feel like it would it would have looked bad, bro. It would have looked I mean, bad. Have you seen bro. the reactions on the sidelines? Like during after the game, Austin Eckler was asking somebody if they were going to kneel it out. It looked like he said yes. Uh, even the post game presser with the coach, <laughs> with the Raiders coach. He said that the timeout changed their approach. I mean, I, that would have been, that would have been, if now, if, if they kicked a field goal and miss, obviously, then okay, you know, it'll end up in a tie. But if you're going to sit there and just kneel it and let the clock go out, okay, CJ, I, on, I, I understand what you mean, but think about it this way what if they went to kick the field goal and it gets blocked in return for a touchdown? Now, before you say, oh, well, that, what's the <laughs> odds of that happening? What are the odds <laughs> of that happening? Well, I understand. Listen, Yo. I understand, but has it not? Ha- has it ever happened before yeah, in the NFL? Of course, yeah, it's happened. Okay, yeah, plenty, plenty of times. So you but... take. Here's the thing, right? You take the kneels. You're one hundred twenty thousand percent in the playoffs. But it looks. It you kick the field bad, goal. There is that one percent chance you get it blocked and it's taken back for a touchdown. But you don't think you don't think that looks bad if they were to do that? They just kneel the ball, and then they take the kneel. And now both teams are in the playoff. Like that, like, nah, bro. Listen. Nah, man. I wouldn't have been mad at it. Nah, I just, that, nah, bro. Somebody had to win the game. Now, listen, if the, you know, they had to get the stop. If they were able to get a stop, then cool. Calling the timeout. The, the, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really care about the Chargers timeout. Um, in the fourth quarter, because like, yeah, you know, you, you know, they're gonna run the ball. Honestly, the, the the Chargers just couldn't stop the run. If they were able to just stop Josh Jacobs on that play, then they probably wouldn't even have gotten the field goal range. Oh, maybe they would have got the maybe would have got the ball back or, or something. But 
Nah, I wouldn't have done it. I would have went. I would have played it. I would have played it when the game, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I'm just like during when the game was going on, I was saying, you know what, yeah, you know, why not go for the tie? But then thinking about it more before we got on the show, I'm just like, you gotta play. You gotta win that game. You gotta win because you you can't just kneel it, kneel it, and then that's it. That would have been a big controversy. I, I feel like more more controversial than the fourth and two. Because then that that completely negates what Staley did, and it's like nobody nobody remembers that. Everybody thinks, oh, they nailed it. It's cool, you know. They they messed up. He went four for fourth and two and on the eighteen. Praying for the tie at that point. Maybe, maybe, but it's like he, okay, they went for fourth and two on their own eighteen, but none of that matters because the Raiders nailed the ball to help them get into the playoffs. That would have looked bad, bro. In my opinion. Listen, all I'm saying is I need, I, I'm not in the optics game. I'm in the winning game. And yeah, that's I what I'm taking. The, right, the Ra- and the Raiders, the Raiders took the dub from the Chargers. No, you're not going to the playoffs. You had a chance to beat us. You had four, you had four quarters and nine minutes and fifty I something seconds to beat us. I understand where you're coming from. I understand. You know I mean? And they didn't do it. So here, hold this L and think about why you couldn't beat us in the last game of the season. That's what. That's my well, approach. Uh, all I'm saying is. What happens if it got blocked or returned for a touchdown? We're having a different story sure, here. I mean, then, yeah. th- th- then you would tell me that you're not going to say you should have just kneeled it. I mean, I, mean, I, I would say I twenty twenty stopped... though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, of course, of course. I just feel like again, you know, it's uh, Chargers had opportunities. Herbert, Herbert, he threw the ball sixty four times. I mean, he was, it was just thirty four for sixty four, three eighty three, three touchdowns and a pick. I mean, he was just. He was playing lights out, man. I mean, he threw that dot to Mike Williams in the end zone, and oh. and and they had and and honestly, in overtime, Mike Williams catches that football. He tried to one hand it when he could have caught it with both hands. We're not even talking about this. It's, it, that's a dagger, but he tried to one hand catch it, and it was and it was over from there. Oh, uh, can, but, I, but can I can I say one more exception I had? Yeah, um, they score the first touchdown and then go for two on that. I've never understood. Yeah, that. I didn't understand that one either. I didn't understand that. I didn't get that because if you don't get it, then you know you're down two more possessions now. Right. Like, why wouldn't you score the touchdown, get the seven, and then if you score again, worry about the two point? Because if you if you miss that, your team's deflated. If you miss that two point conversion, your team's like, oh well, <laughs> there goes those chances. I I hated going for the two on the first touchdown. I hated it. I feel like Staley was 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 more risky than aggressive in this game. I get it. That's what they've been doing all year. They've been going for it all year. It's helped them in some situations. It's also hurt them in a lot of situations as well. But uh, I just feel like in this game, not to be con- not to be completely conservative, uh, but you know, just you, you want to try to you want to try to win this game. And I feel like some of his decision making wasn't the best. You learn from it. Uh, but you got you got a stud. You got a stud right there on the center, oh, man. He, you know, he's. He's a he's a beast. That pass to Mike Williams was insane. Anticipatory throw. I mean, uh, like he passed it right. But Mike Williams, all Mike Williams has to do is turn around, and the ball's right there between the, the eight and the one. It's like in high pressure situations, fourth down. Dude, it was a beast. It was a beast. It sucks he's not in the playoffs. It does suck that he's not in the playoffs, man. CJ, but see, that's again, another reason I was going for that tie. I would have, <laughs> I would have much preferred Chargers. I would have much preferred Justin Herbert and the Chargers in the playoffs. Than uh, Big Ben and the and the Steelers. I feel you. I feel you. But the Steelers did what did what they needed to do. They could have right. honestly. They could have folded against the the Browns. That that was a close game, up and up late. And then they could have lost if they would have. And they could have lost against the Ravens. If Lamar's playing that game, who knows what happens? 
Um, John John Madden was watching over them. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Chargers Chargers also couldn't stop the run. They were terrible. They oh, no. that, they're awful against the run. I mean, it is embarrassing. Yeah, they, they have to clean that up. I mean, Staley's a defensive minded head coach, and yeah, you, you know, you have to be able to stop the run. They weren't able to do that. That's another reason why they, they lost this See? game. CJ, oh my God, I'm so happy you just said that. That's why I'm glad the Raiders didn't bail them out. You know, I'm glad the Raiders didn't bail them out by by taking the knee because they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They folded against the Texans. Yeah. Uh, you know, they lost some some other games where it's like, you know what, like, like what's going on? Uh, that's why I'm glad. It, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Better team got in. The better team got in. That's it. Here's <laughs> the other thing too, right? Staley after the game says he calls that timeout to get his run stoppers on the field. I now this is once again the hindsight twenty twenty thing, but whatever I'm allowed to do that. You got your run stoppers on the field and then gave up a twelve yard rush play to get the Raiders into into field goal range, brother. Yeah, I can't explain it. I can't explain how bad they were um, stopping a run in this game, bro. I really can't. Like in overtime, you call that timeout, which the Raider coach literally said changed their perspective of what they were going to do to get your run stoppers on the field. And then gave up a 12-yard run to put them in field goal range. Like, come on, guy. Like I said, they didn't deserve they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. And I'm glad the Raiders didn't bail them out. I'm glad they didn't bail them out and, and give give them that satisfaction of making it despite not earning it. Well, CJ, <laughs> we can talk about the playoffs now because uh they are officially about to begin. And let me pull it up right here, baby. We have the wild card bracket, if I can figure it out. There we go. Beautiful. We got the wild card bracket right here. Um, well, not the wild card, the whole playoff bracket, I should say. And we can we're gonna go through the matchups here, people. Uh obviously give some keys to the game. Can't spend a crazy amount of time on it because we've kept you around here already. But hey, we're gonna go through these games, give our predictions on them as well, because uh I'm excited. You know, CJ, I might have to, I might call one of these games. I'm, I'm thinking about calling the uh, Cowboy 49er game. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be free during that time. But, yeah, I'll definitely tune in and listen. Listen in, bro. I know you've got to – that's going to be that's gonna be hilarious broadcast because of your, your hate. I'm going to have to get voice. Christian on it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would be, that would be a really good cast. I'll definitely tune in to that one. <laughs> All right, well, well, I guess we'll start from the top and work our way down. Uh, we'll start with the AFC. Chiefs at the Steelers for me. I mean, not Chiefs at the Steelers. Steelers at the Chiefs, I should say. Um, this is – listen, I, 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 it sucks that Ben's going to go out this way. The spread is 12-and-a-half right now in this game. I would legitimately bet the Chiefs minus 25. <laughs> like, I have absolutely zero, zero faith that – that the Steelers even stand a chance in this game. Now, hopefully they're proving me wrong and it's a close game because I like, you know, fun playoff games. He wants to see a blowout, especially in the playoffs, but I don't know. I think that Chiefs offense is going to be way too much for them. Uh, the Steelers offense can't really score the ball against anybody anyway. Uh, and, you know, if if Chris Jones is, is playing fine and Honey Badger's there, I, I don't think the Steelers are all of a sudden going to come out and, and put up 30. So I got the Chiefs pretty easy in this one. I think the only way the Steelers can really win this game is if they force some turnovers, and I think that's the key for everybody to win the game. But, you know, maybe T.J. Watt comes around the edge, gets a nice little strip sack. Uh, Mahomes tries to get too aggressive, throws an interception, and 
it's not only getting them but cashing in on it. I think you have to score touchdowns against the, the Chiefs, not really kick the field goal. So I could see the Steelers being very aggressive in this game. You know, maybe if they're at the goal line and it's you know third and goal and they don't get it, I could see them going forward on on some fourth downs here. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm not giving, I'm not giving the Steelers too much of a chance. Yeah, I mean they have the defense to be able to get to get to Patrick Mahomes for sure. Uh, just I just don't know. I just don't see them winning this game as well. It's going to be tough, tough sledding. The offense is really not that dynamic. They don't have a great offensive line. Big Ben just can't push the ball down the field like he used to. So uh, even though they have some some solid guys that could run, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, <clears throat> Fire Fire Move has really been playing solid as of late, tight end for the Steelers. They got Najee Harris. They have some solid pieces, but they just don't have a, a guy – a guy that could push the ball down down the field like that, like he used to. I mean, he's just too old, and uh, he just he just lost a lot of his his arm strength as he got older. I got the Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs by like 10, 10 or so. Now, I think it, it may be a little bit close early, but I think once the second half comes around, uh, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because, like you said, they can't. They don't. They don't score touchdowns. Steelers don't score touchdowns. No. They get, no, they like I said, they have. I don't remember the last time they scored twenty in a game. I think they, I think they might have cracked twenty against the Browns, but I mean Baker was just throwing it to the other team. I get what you mean, though. It feels like they've. It feels like they never score. Yeah, it's just a. Yeah, they just go. They win low scoring in, in a low scoring fashion because they have a solid defense. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with Kansas City, obviously, in this game. I'd be shocked. That'd be that's more. This is more of an upset than. Oh yeah, this, this no, game. This they, and the Eagles Bucks is is. Is more is more of a is would be more of an upset than Patriots and the Bills. In my oh opinion. no, this Even would though, be the biggest upset of the playoffs by far. Yeah, of course. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, you mentioned it. Our boys, the Pats, yeah. are playing the Bills. We got a nice round three again in Buffalo. I heard, like you said, I guess you said that there was a sixty percent chance of snow. Yes, yes. Which uh, I'm liking that for our chances. Hopefully, that you know limits the passing game a little bit. We saw what happened last time. Uh, for this man, I, I really do think it's just trying to stop Josh Allen. Uh, we saw what happened in the last game. He was, you know, unbelievable. He he was very, very good uh, against the Patriot defense. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie was out here <laughs> looking great. Stephon Diggs is very good against J.C. Jackson, which is, you know, not the greatest thing in the world considering J.C.'s our lockdown guy. Uh, but Diggs is very good. And, you know, CJ, I've complained about it all year, but I looked at some stats. I think Devin Singletary, the last two games, has gotten like 20-plus rush attempts. And if the Bills all of a sudden can start running the ball, because I think last game he had like 20, above 20 rushes for like 100 yards. If they can all of a sudden start running the ball too, the, the Bills might be the best team in the playoffs. Not – you know, not just this game. If they can run the ball, they might be the best team in the playoffs left. So I'm a, I'm a little nervous for this game. Um, CJ, I think we, I mean, we gave our prediction on the Steel game already, but I, I, I you, how do you feel about saving our predictions for the end? We break down the game and then save it for save it for the end. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. No, 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 no. no. I, I gave my prediction as well, but I think that one was obvious, though. I feel like you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, for this I, game. I Right for this game uh, again, like I, like I talked about, New England they pretty much have to play. We talked about this yesterday as well. They're gonna have to pretty much play a perfect game in order to win, and they have to get a turnover. 
Josh Allen gets a little reckless. They have to capitalize. They can't drop picks. That that should be interceptions. You got to be able to get those interceptions, uh, get some good field position for the offense in order for them to have a position to score. Because when they get in the red zone, they're able to score, but it's off of turnovers. It's not, and also 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 off of long drives. It's not chunk plays. Um, so and because they, they don't, they just don't have the talent around around Mac. They don't have the skill position guys to go get those type of plays. Uh, unfortunately. And what the what do the Bills like to do? The Bills like to play man defense, and that's honestly a a problem uh, for the Patriots. They they struggle they struggle playing up against man to man defense because again they don't have uh, elite wide receivers that can beat man to man and create separation. Our Cooper not, Cup is Jacoby Myers. Yeah, right. Not 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 one of those guys. I'm I'm confident in um, that you know they're solid route runners, but they're not great route runners. Hunter Henry's more of a possession type guy. I like to body up, get the get the catch. He's not a guy that's really, you know, beating you with his with his quick feet in, in terms of route running. You know, John o. Smith, uh, you know, really disappointing, disappointing first year in New England. Hasn't made any type of impact over the last two months or so. Um, you know, it, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough game for the Patriots. Do they do they have can they win? Yeah, I think they can win, but uh they, they have to be able to run the football effectively. Stevenson, Harris, they're going to have to have really good games, and Mac just can't turn the ball over. If Mac could just have a clean pocket, they got to protect him when they play action. They're going to have a shot. It's going to be tough. It's going to be it's going to be a tough game for sure. Like you said, uh, Josh Allen's been playing really good football. He's been able to settle down a little bit. He doesn't take a lot of those chances that he used to, ch- he used to take early in his career, and especially um, in the beginning of the season. And he's kind of settled down. If he's if he's if he's playing, you know, check him, check down a little bit, drive down the field, use his legs when they play man, run the football. It's gonna to be tough to stop that man. The, the Patriots don't really have a guy that they could spy that could cover him sideline to sideline. It's yeah, just too like big. Jamie, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collins gonna get. He's gonna get out there a lot. High tower is gonna to have to, you know, have an impact. Want to see some production from Judon? He hasn't really made a, an impact over the last few weeks or so. Like to see him get to the quarterback a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, obviously, I'm confident in my team, but it's going to be it's going to be a tough game, and it's being and it's in Buffalo as well. Yeah, that crowd I'm sure will be going crazy. Um, sure. <laughs> they've, they've never they've never had problems going <laughs> being wild. Over yeah, they the never. Had, yeah, they never had problems being crazy, man. High Mark High Mark is going to go crazy on Saturday, and that's the night game. The last game on could be a rough night for the kid. We'll see, man. Yeah, I might be. Uh... <laughs> I already lost my bet to to my guy Nick because, ah, oh, man, we'll see. <laughs> We're gonna find out. Uh, the Bengals and the Raiders. This is a very intriguing game to me. Um, I, well, I guess we said we'd save our predictions for the end, but uh, I think this is another game where. I don't know. I feel like this is a very either way game. In my head, the Bengals win this game easily in my head. Like, that's how I think it goes. I just think that their offense is going to be too much for the Raiders defense to handle. Uh, I I think that the Bengals defense will be able to make some plays, and I think the Raiders are going to be playing from behind. And I don't know if they have the offensive weapons to do that. Yeah, they have the Waller, and they have Waller, and they have Renfro. But, I mean – I would focus my attention on Waller, you know, maybe shade somebody over to Renfro side and make everybody else beat you. It's kind of a 
Walmart version of, of the Kelsey and, and Tyreek situation yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah. Um over there in Kansas City. But I I think for this, you just have to try and stop the passing game of the Bengals. Um, if you can force them into be a running team, I would accept I would accept losing that way more than Jamar Chase 70 yard bombs over my head. Um, I think the Bengals can win running the ball for sure. Joe Mixon had a wonderful year this year. Uh but I would much rather lose that way than Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, you know, over my head for for twenty yards and Joe Burrow putting up three fifty on me. I I can live with them running the ball. And then for the Raiders, you know, like I said, I think it's stopping that. But they they can if they can run the ball effectively. I think the key to you know stopping these very high powered offenses is nothing new. It's something that people say every year is being able to run the ball because you keep them off the field. Um, that's that's just the obvious way to stop a team that has the high-powered offense. You keep them off the field because they can't do anything when they're sitting on the bench. So if the Raiders can do that, I think uh, it can make lives for the Bengals a lot harder. But we'll see what happens. I'm in, I'm intrigued in this, for this game. This is one of my more, you know, one of the games I'm, I'm most looking forward to, I should say. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game as well. Last time they played, the Bengals really, really beat them up. Um, it was it was close. It was close in the beginning, but unfortunately, the, you know the, the Raiders just really couldn't get it going on offense. Burrow didn't really have a great game in this game as well. I think he only he only passed for like 148 yards. Jamar Chase had like two receptions for eight yards. This was kind of during the time when he was kind of going through a slump. So it's different. These both of these teams are in different different stages right now, and they're and. Uh, Right now, in, in the in, at this point, so it, it's going to be it's going to come down to Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. They're going to have to be able to get to Joe Burrow. Like I said, that O line is not great. If they're able to get to him, get him off his get him off his step, uh, take that rhythm away a little bit for him to you know give it to Chase, give it to Higgins, Boyd, Uzama, and those guys because they have they have some their skill positions. Guys are really talented, man, and you know Burrow's a surgeon. It's gonna it's gonna come to those two guys on that defensive line. They're gonna to have to be a force, and 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 they have they have they have the they have the guys to do so. Because like I said, them Cincinnati's O line is terrible, and if they're able to get to Burrow enough times, have him thinking in that pocket, maybe he could turn the ball over a little bit. Raiders Raiders could do it. Raiders could do it. They they have a shot. They've been playing some really good football as of late. Um, so uh, it's it's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a tough game. And we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Next up, we got the Bucks and the Eagles. This is not quite, but almost on the level to me for the Chiefs and the Steelers as well. Uh, listen, I we, we, we've we said it on here before. I think that me and you both give Jalen Hurts more credit than some Eagles fans do. Uh, I just don't think that the team is ready. They're still obviously in a rebuild. The way that they win games is running the ball, and right. I hate to break it to you, but – the Bucks have been the best run defense for the past, like, you know, 75 years, it feels like. You got Vita Vea up front. You got JPP. They just activated Shaq Bear off of IR. So he's going to be back for this game as well. Levante David should be back. Uh, Devin White's there. I, I, it's hard, man. It is very difficult for teams to run the ball against the Bucs. Uh, and I don't see it changing in this. I know the Eagles are a very good run team, but uh, Definitely uh, I can't see it. Yeah, Sterling Sports, I will absolutely pull up Sweet. right when we're done, brother. 
But yeah, I, I don't know. I can't see the Eagles having too much success. Obviously, if they do, I think it's going to have to be through the passing game. Uh, and I don't, and you know, that's possible. It is possible because, you know, Richard Sherman just got put on IR. His season is over. Uh, I don't know how healthy they are over on the defensive side when it comes to the corner position. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if people are still dealing with injuries. I know Murphy Bunting was back for a little bit, but I thought he got hurt again. Uh, I, I don't know about like Carlton Davis, all everything like that. So, I think that's their key to success. And I mean, for the Bucs, I think it's just continue to do what you do. They're getting Fournette back. He's supposed to play in this game. Obviously, Evans will be there. Gronk will be there. Uh, and you got the GOAT. And when you got the GOAT, you're in a pretty good situation. Yeah, you're you're right. It's a bad matchup for Philadelphia because Tampa Bay does like to stop the run. They're great up front. Dominic and Sue, Vita Vea. I mean, there's some big guys. That's 300 plus. You know, those guys. You know, they clog up those gaps, make it really tough for you to run the ball. You ever seen that? that? You ever seen that insurance commercial where it's the walrus sitting in the goalie post for um, hockey? I've never Bro, seen that one. Nah. Mad funny. They're like, we can't score in them. How is this legal? And it's literally like a giant, like walrus sitting in the goal. Oh, fantastic! But that reminds me of what you just said about Vita Vey and uh, Sue clogging up the uh, middle. Yeah, they're 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 tough. They're tough to stop, man. And um, I think for for Philadelphia, you look at that Thursday night Thursday night game that they went up against each other. It was it looked like the Bucks were just gonna blow them out. Then Philadelphia started to come back, start to and they started to run the football, and they 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 did what they needed to do, man. And um, unfortunately, they weren't able to get the W, but it was a close game, close enough. I think a lot of people expected this game. It's gonna be. It's going to be difficult. It's going to, they're going to have to be able to, to to beat that. Those they have they have the wide receivers to beat those beat those guys in the secondary. Jalen Hurts is going to have to be able to pass the ball efficiently down the field. He's going to have to make plays, use his legs, improvise a little bit. Because if that run is not there, they're going to make him be a passer, and he's going to have to be able to make some timely throws and situationally when it's when it's time. And it will, is can he do that? We'll see. We'll see, but they have to challenge their secondary, get some deep passes going, some some trick plays. Yeah, get, get, yeah, man, make it make it funky, man, make it different. You can't just you can't just go out there with your base offense and just expect to be Tampa Bay. You got to spice it up. Uh, I think this is the first game on Sunday. I want to say uh, the Cowboys and the 49ers. This is my second most exciting game. Uh, First being the next one we'll talk about with the Rams and the Cardinals, but I'm very excited for this Cowboy 49ers game. Uh, I think five out of the six games in the wild card round are rematches and of like a game during the regular season, and this is the only yeah. one that is not. Uh, a lot of a lot of history, though. I mean, I think it's the last, last yeah, time yeah. was was '94 NFC Conference Championship game. I mean, that's when both of those teams were was stacked, high to their powers. That's yeah, definitely you know, yeah, for sure, high to their powers, man. Especially for Dallas, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, 49 has been in the ball a couple times, but I mean back back then, you know, it was it was either was two Cowboys. Yeah, it was either Cowboys or Niners. Either one of those teams were coming out the NFC and, and they were gonna win it too. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I I'm excited for this one. I think for you know the Cowboys, the 49ers secondary is not very good. Uh so Dak, you know, CD Lamb. Uh, Schultz has a very had a very underrated season as a tight end. Uh, you know, obviously they have Cooper. I think that's the key. I think they're gonna have to lean on the passing game a lot in this one because, especially because Zeke, 
Listen, we thought earlier in the year he started to look a little bit better. Let me tell you something, brother. I don't think he's rushed for more than like 50 yards in the past like month, literally. So <laughs> the running game has definitely fallen off the uh, cliff. Shout out Max Kellerman. So I think they're going to have to take advantage <laughs> of the of the week 49er secondary in this one. Oh, Max. A lot of, yeah, good old Max. Uh, a lot of passes here from Dak. I, I could see. I could literally see him throwing the ball like forty-five times. I really could. Um, listen, I look, Vic. I don't even know if I can put that comment up, bro. This man said Whack Prescott choking harder than some people. We'll say some people. Forty <laughs> Niners. Um, <laughs> I think the key for them is to just continue to do what they do. Uh, they run the ball very effectively. And CJ, what did I just say? The key to keeping a good team, a good offense off the field is running the ball. They can't do anything from the sideline. The 49ers are very good at it. I think this is just another situation. You got to hope that uh, Jimmy doesn't mess anything up and throw one or, or get a strip sack from Micah Parsons in this one. So I, I, I this is going to be a very, very good game. And I think it comes down to can the, can the 49ers D-line – get Dak off his spot so he can't take advantage of the weak secondary and then for the 49ers on offense just running the ball because if those two things happen I think the Cowboys have a very very difficult time in this one this is going to be battle of the trenches and also which quarterback which quarterback can be consistent throughout the entire game and you know we've seen we've seen times where Jimmy G's looked mid and we've seen times where Dak Prescott has looked mid and then there's other, and then there's also some moments where both of those guys look, you know, really good, and they get high praise. This, this is, you know, this is probably the most exciting game for me, just because of all the storylines. Uh, we talked Fair. about it a little bit with uh, Jimmy G, and Trey Lance. Can he pot- potentially keep his job in San Fran with the statement win, with a couple of playoff wins, and then for Dak making all the money in the offseason? Yeah, four years, $160 million, $75 million signing bonus. Got all this money. Everybody expects him to be this, you know, the franchise guy, win Super Bowls for the for the Cowboys. This is where it starts now. You're on your rookie deal. You get a lot of passes. You get a lot of excuses. Uh, early, he's a young guy. Early, give him some time. You know, you throw the narratives out there first first couple years or so. When you start but, getting that breach, yeah, though. Yeah, when you start, exactly. When you start getting the bread, all of that goes away, and then if you don't, if you don't produce, it's it's wraps for you, bro. And uh, he's gonna have to step up and have a really big game. It's, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a a close game at all. I mean, it's not gonna be a, um, an easy game because the 49ers, they like to run the football. They have the the the, the Cowboys have the front, but is their front stopping the run? We know they like to get to the passer. But do they have? But is that front able to stop the run? And that's what the 49ers really want to do. I know Shanahan is going to call a game where it's he's not going to let Garoppolo be the hero. So those guys, those guys up front are really going to have to be very disciplined and and not necessarily just running all the way up down the field and getting to getting to Garoppolo and containing a little bit, uh, controlling those gaps, making it third and long, and make Jimmy make those throws. And also they have to tackle. You have to tackle against this team. Debo Samuel's. Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Kittle, all those guys. With those, what makes what makes this offense really good as well, outside of running the football, is how they're they're able to run after the catch. You have to wrap them up and tackle. If you're not able to tackle, 
it's you know they they could they could go to either one of those guys could go to the crib and you got to watch out for Kittle got to watch out for Kittle on third down that's that's going to be key you really didn't even have that big of a game against the Rams but I'm pretty sure they game plan to stopping him and that opened up some other situations for those other guys so uh it's this is going to be a it's going to be a chess match we know Mike McCarthy's not great sometimes with situational play calling and game management Kyle Shanahan's fumbled a little bit. You know, we know the Falcons when he was the OC and a couple, you know, a few other times in the playoffs. So this is a big game. This is one, this is obviously going to be the most, obviously I feel like it's going to be the most watched game of the weekend, hands down, just because of both of the fan bases. I'm excited for this one, for sure. This is your most excited game. Mine is the one we're about to wrap it up with the Rams and the Cardinals. Listen, I just love it, man. Our third time around. We get to see they're one and one on the season so far. And I think it's very exciting to me because of the fact both quarterbacks, in a way, can throw the game away. I, I love Stafford and I love Kyler, but we've seen Stafford, you know, first half, first halves of games, you know, pick six here, uh, bad possessions here and there. And we've seen Kyler, you know not play his best football, you know, sometimes, you know, bad passes and this and that and this and that. And I think it's going to be a very fun game. Cardinals are better on the road. Uh, They've already beat the Rams in L.A. this year. Can it happen again? Uh, I wish I could see into the future and see if D-Hop was playing because I knew that I thought that they were could get him back for the playoffs, but I didn't I don't know if if he can play in this one. I want to. I wonder if JJ Watt can play in this game. I think that changes. I think, I think they said he might come back. I think he said he was. He might come back. Well, that makes things even more interesting. Yeah, it does. It really does. You know, you got to hope that James Connor's healthy as well. You know, he's had a big. He had a big bounce back year this year. Um, but I'm just very excited for this game, man. I think for the Rams, it's just about Stafford not turning back into Pat Stafford as everybody likes to call him. And, you know, Matt always says you can't take the Lions out of Stafford. Um, so I'm, I want to see Stafford play a good game. Obviously, the defense is probably going to do their thing. You know, you got Ramsey over there. You got Aaron Donald over there. Uh, but for the Rams, like we've said, we've seen stretches where they're the best team in football. And then you've seen stretches where it's like, well, do you guys remember what sport you're playing? <laughs> so I'm very intrigued there. And for the Cardinals, man, you got to get – Pressure on Stafford. Obviously, you can't let him sit back there, uh, pick apart. And if he throws you one, man, you better you better uh, better take advantage. You got to take advantage if he's going to throw you one, which is very possible. I think he's had uh, an interception in, in like four games in a row. Um, I know he did this past game because your boy went on underdog and won two hundred beans because of it. Uh, so nice. I know he's doing. You know, CJ, I was very excited. It was my first ever win on underdog and the pick'em. First ever win two hundred dollars. Felt very good about myself. Oh yeah, I saw I saw you posted that, yeah. Oh so that post you gotta, was, you gotta post the W's man. Only yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there, there's there's probably about fifteen losses in there, but I got a W eventually. Hey. Um congrats, brother. You know what? I appreciate you. And then, yeah, for, for the Cardinals, like I think it's getting Stafford off the spot. I think it's taking advantage if he throws you one, and then on offense, you gotta you gotta be productive. You know, they haven't looked the best on offense recently, believe it or not. Um, but if Kyler can run around, make some plays, uh, McVay kind of, I, I don't, I wouldn't say has trouble with with you know 
rushing quarterbacks, but it definitely makes his life more difficult, I would say. So if Kyler can run around, make some plays, if he can if he can be weeks one through eight, Kyler, then this is gonna be one of the best games of the season. Yeah, this was this is my second most uh game that I'm looking forward to for sure. This goes second on my list because of the high powered offenses. Potentially if D Hop's able to come back, that opens up so much for that offense. Kirk, AJ Green, like you said, James Conner, Zach Ertz as well, tight end position. This is this is going to be a really interesting game as well. This is round three for them, and in the division one and one, similar to what we saw with with Buffalo and New England. For for some reason, yeah, the Cardinals they play better on the road, and they're going to be on the road in this game. I know that game was earlier in the season when they when they blasted the Rams. So uh, I think this I think this game will be a little a little bit different. Cam Akers is back. We'll see if Odell this is Odell's first uh, playoff appearance since. Since the uh, the 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 uh, what went on the boat the trip, boat trip against oh, the Packers, yeah. so we'll see if he's able to you know make his make his mark um, in, in the postseason. Very interested to see how he plays. Stafford as well, a lot of lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on Stafford. Traded three first round picks to to get him. This is why they brought him here. I, I said at the beginning of the season, NFC Conference Championship at the at at minimum uh, for this team. And then, and then you get you go and get Von Miller as well. Passes prime, yeah, but still, still should be productive enough to be able to make some plays. Get the Kyler. You got Donald. You got Ramsey. All the talent is there. It's really no excuses for them not to not they're to be a, they're, a, they're an ultimate team. They're mad. This yeah, is Madden right. ultimate team. IRL. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So if they get about, if they become one and done. Uh, I don't. I don't think we're calling McVay, you know, boy genius anymore. You know, we're we're asking some different type of questions. So uh, this is this is going to be it's going to be a big game. This is going to be a big game. I expect the Rams to to play well. I think they match up really well uh, for all the reasons I just mentioned. They know each other. They've seen a bunch of film on each other. Um, should be a good one. Well, CJ, we've given our thoughts on the games, but now we got to figure out. Who wins the games? So we'll start back up at the top of the AFC. <laughs> yeah. I know we kind of already said it, but I think we both got the Chiefs in that one. Yes, I'm going with Kansas City. Let me move on to our boys. They are our boys. CJ, I know you're going with the Pats. Of course, of course, to the end, bro. Always. Now, nah, listen, let me tell you something here, right? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. I am picking our boys. I'm picking the Pats because I am a fan and I love them. But if I was picking objectively, I would low-key go with the Bills in a close one. Maybe a field goal at the end of the game. But I'm a Pats fan. Mac is going to get the Lego. I'll never call Mac Lego man again if he wins this game. I promise you. Not not one time. <laughs> a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of pressure, Mac. Not a lot of one. pressure for you, my guy. Yeah, facts, Mac. I know that I know that my thoughts on you mean a lot to you. Um <laughs> so give me the Pats. Bengals Raiders. I got the Bengals in this one. I know I said you know, it could be close, but in reality, I think this is a this is a ten plus point win by the Bengals. Mm, really? 
I'm going to go, I mean, I'm going to go Cincinnati as well. This is going to be interesting, man. I feel like any one of these, te- other than, other than KC and the Bucks, any one of these other teams could fold. It's, it's really honest. It's really honest. Vic, I yes. did not. I picked the Patriots to win. I just gave the Bills, you know, if my If put money on thought. it, he'd probably go with the Bills. Yeah, if I'm putting money on it, I'm not going to lie. Probably. But, you I know, no, that, no no, sports book can you know, verify that I am who I am. So I can't bet <laughs> anyway. <Yes>. Um, <laughs> I'm not yeah. mad about it either, CJ, if you can't tell. I'm not angry about it at all. I don't. It's not like I think about it every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully yeah, hopefully that gets that gets worked out, man. Uh, you should get some extra cash in your pocket. Yeah, but... shout out Underdog, though. Shout out Underdog Fantasy, especially because they sponsored the kid. So use hey. code Gen Z at sign up. For underdog fantasy match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Okay. Hey man, go to underdog, man. A lot of people heard some good reviews about them. Hit them up. Definitely. Download that. Wonderful app. Bucks <laughs> and the Eagles. I got the Bucks. Easy. Yeah, I got I got Tampa Bay as well. These these next two games, it's, it's gonna be dicey, man. We'll see. We'll see who you got. Perry, I, I, Eagles about to lose by a hundred. <laughs> I would have yes. never guessed that he would say that. Well, Perry, you're here just in time because our next game is is the Cowboys and the 49ers. CJ, I want you to go first. I'm going to go with Dallas. I'm going to go with Dallas. Um, okay. I, f- I feel like they get it done. It's going to be a close game. I think Dak makes just some, some more plays than Garoppolo. I got – the 49ers. Of course, of course. No Listen, surprise. What? When the, no, 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 CJ, you can't say that because even you have said that I've talked a lot of crap about the Cowboys, but I picked them to win very often. Don't lie. Yeah, but it's playoff time. So, I mean, all that's out the window. <laughs> all that's out the window now. Listen, I, you already said multiple times you don't want to see Perry happy gloating in the chat. You got Perry right here. Let's go, baby. Going to be a great game. <laughs> Thank you, CJ. Have to even out the hittery from Connie. I mean, I'm. Nice. I mean, yeah, it's it's. I think you, have, you guys have a good team, man. It's just Dak's just gonna have to be. It's gonna have to play well, bro. I'm just saying that every time there's a big moment, the Cowboys look like Ant Man out here shrinking down. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. So if they win this game, fine. They prove me wrong, and I'll be happy for them. I'll even give him a little pat on the back. But I don't know, man. I think the 49ers are going to run the ball very effectively. I think Nick Bosa, hot take here, two and a half sacks. Two and a half sacks on deck. Feeling Nick Bosa, big game. Nick Bosa, and, uh, big game. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a good matchup, him and Ty Smith. It's a good matchup. I'm telling you. Give me the 49ers. A very close one. I'm talking like, you know, this is this is a – 27-24 game. You know, yeah. field goal to end it from – I'll give you here 51-yard field goal ends the game. Robbie go. Gold ending it. Okay. Robbie right, Gold then. walk off 51-yarder. And, and to wrap up <laughs> and to wrap up the uh, wild card weekend, Monday night wild card game here, people. Remember, we yeah. got three days of football. Rams and the Cardinals. I have no idea. I have no idea who I think is going to win this game. Um, I'm going Rams. 
I mean, I mean, it's just like, bro, like, if you can't win this, bro, if you can't win this game right here, it's at, at SoFi. I mean, this is why they got. This is why they got all these players. You're right. You're right. This is why they got all the players. I mean, you guys, this is this is why right here. So if you're not able to perform when it's when it's time. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game too, though. I think it is gonna be a close game as well, but because it's 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 like another extra division divisional game, it's gonna be close. But got the Rams. Jesus, man. You know what? Give me the Cardinals. Why not? Why not, man? I think Kyler has a big game. Uses those legs, escapes some pressure from Donald and all that. Makes some big plays. James Conner, big game. AJ Green gonna turn the clock back one time for the one time. Give me the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, CJ? You feel me? Hey, very Listen, possible. Very, it is very possible for sure. And with the playoffs being over, our show is gonna be over. And people, we appreciate everybody for tuning in over on the Color Cast. Had some great comments in there. Uh, had a ton of people in there at one point. Uh, Obviously, Vic over on the YouTube side of things. Thank you, my brother. Uh, everybody yes, that watched you, on, everybody that watched on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, anywhere that you listen to us, you've listened to the podcast right now. Maybe we appreciate you greatly, CJ. Where can the people find you before we head on out? Yeah, Garda Podcast at Garda Pod on IG. About to start dropping some basketball content as uh, NFL season winds down, NBA season about to be the second half. So. Lot to talk about there in, in the NBA world on on Twitter at cjames9 underscore and uh, Twitch CJ versus the world. Yes, sir. As for me, you can find me on Twitter Anthony Conover underscore Frino. My thoughts on the world, and by world I mean sports because it's the only thing I actually care for. Um, Mondays, generational sports. Me and my guy Josh talk about everything: MMA, basketball, football. You name it, we're probably talking about it. You can follow that Twitter at Gen Z Sports as you see right there. You can follow us on Instagram as well. And like I just mentioned before, download Underdog Fantasy. Use code Gen Z, G-E-N-Z, for to match your first deposit up $200. You can do some pickums over there. You can do some drafts over there. Underdog is a fantastic app. Your boy wants some breach over there, you know, some some dough. I'll make sure to start posting my picks when I do them. They're doing a wonderful promo right now, too, where you can only use it once. But, you know, once a week for the playoff games, they're giving a line out that obviously has hits. Like this week's line is Stephon Diggs, one receiving yard. So if you pair that with another one that you think is a lock, you can max bet 25 One One receiving yard? One receiving. I'm telling you, yo, they're trying. They're giving out free bread out yeah, here. They got, yeah, they're definitely giving out free. You, free, you free got cash. you got to pair it with something else that hits. So you better pick carefully. But yeah. I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking that one and Josh Allen over 274 total yards. That's that's the one I'm thinking of 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 placing down. But hey, and and I might also pair that with Debo Samuel. Over 83 and a half total yards. Rushing and receiving, very possible. Very possible. But obviously, as well, this is the hard count, everybody. So make sure you tune in every week. Um, Niners winning, uh, Christian said. 
I'm surprised you said that. Would never guessed. Uh, but the hard <laughs> count at nine Eastern every week on Tuesday. As you just saw, me and CJ break everything down. We always have a good time over here, so it is always fun with my guy. And then Thursday, listen, I got the baseball version of this show. I got you covered everywhere. Backstop Banter with me and my guy, Michael. Uh, we've been doing a lot of top 10 lists. We're working our way up to potentially do a top 100 list of the players in the, of the uh, MLB season. Going to yeah, be a big – uh, Yeah, that's going to be tough. You got to probably put uh, that in parts. It's, it's, it'll be a tough one. It, it absolutely will. But we are attempting to do that. And, um, yeah, you know, some lockout talk. Apparently they're meeting for the first time since, like, December 2nd. So we might actually have some news. But with that being said, CJ, another wonderful episode, if I say so myself. And once again, thank you to everybody who tuned in, stopped by, came in to listen. We appreciate everything that you guys always do for us. Make sure you check out the pod. We post it, you know, the next day usually. So make sure you go and check that out. But, uh. With that being said, everybody, I think it's time to say goodbye. We will catch you on the next episode. Catch you guys on the next one.